0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: Hello and welcome to Still Got Legs, a Doctor Who rewatch podcast brought to you by another happy studios. The doctor is regenerating, but there's something familiar about this new face. Hello and welcome to Still Got Legs, the only Doctor Who podcast in the world. Stop looking for any others. This is the only one. Stop it now. My name is Nathan. As always, I'm joined by my companion as we go on this adventure through time and space. Um, But no one cares about him. How are you guys doing? You all good? Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Okay. You didn't
1: ask me anything. You said I didn't care how I
2: was. No, I did. I just said then. No, how are you?
1: Oh, I'm very well, Nathan. How the devil are you today? I'm great. It's fresh. It's a fresh day. We're recording earlier than normal. It's a good. It's a nice day. It's cold. Are you cold?
2: Well, no, because I'm inside my home and I have a heating on.
1: Oh, you, you, you're you broken. I thought we were not turning the heating on this winter.
2: It's fucking January, Lauren. Did you mean... No, I'm not... Are you, you There's no way you've gone all this time without putting the heating on once. No, it was on this morning. Yeah, exactly. I don't believe it's that not on now a though. I
1: don't care. It's not on now, I'm braving the elements like a true hero, like the doctor himself would.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Why are we talking about the weather?
2: I don't know, you brought it up.
1: I did. But I should have brought up Journey's End, the title you didn't fit in the intro today.
2: Lawrence shut the fuck up. <laughs> First of all, all right, what I put in the intro is my business, okay? Not yours. <laughs> Second of all, maybe I'm going to change it from now on and not put the intro in there because maybe I just thought that it's uh, clever just to say something else.
1: It is limiting because you always have to make that little little bit of room at the end.
2: Yeah, so maybe I'm going to change it from now on. So fuck <laughs> you. Um, also, we have a little bit of housekeeping to do up top. This is something that should have been done last week um there was some uh oh, well, i'll say there was one tweet and one email uh, which did not get read out last week okay this oh, is entirely dear. my fault uh, so i wanted to and i have made the promise i'm gonna read out every single one on the show and and i'm gonna to stick to it so i so i do have to do my due diligence and make sure these are read out so first of all this is of course going off the uh, the stolen earth episodes uh first of all our good friend kate at maroon star says, uh, I would say, rest in peace to the Queen of Serving Cunt herself, Harriet (laughs) Jones, former Prime Minister. Yes, we know who you are, in brackets. Uh, But instead, please join me in rejoicing that our mother did indeed survive the Dalek attack by falling through a trapdoor in her floor and speeding away on a motorbike. Uh, She is then, quoted, tweeted us with uh, a little drawing that I believe Russell has done of such events where you can see her falling through the trapdoor uh which he tweeted out during the uh the uh, the tweet along uh the tweet along which which brought him back to doctor who as well so, so there we go so that's so, the, a good so this say.
1: was never just a stupid off the cuff thing he mentioned it was like he did a drawing
2: and gave a feasible excuse as to how she's still alive. So this is the exact tweet that Russell says. Uh, Harriet escaped. Her bike zoomed under the Dalek saucer and into the helicarrier of Miss of Miss Fitzpatrick's collections. A cabal of billionaires. And far away, the trickster smiled as another piece in his long game fell into place. But that's a story for another time. Hashtags, hashtag subwave network.
1: What, what are the bets that we'll ever see that story play Almost out?
2: certainly never. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and you know whether that's for the best or not who knows But that was
1: almost definitely tweeted by Russell like a few glasses down of wine like just making up some silly no he's doing say. the tweet
2: along you,
1: yeah, but he's probably sat at home having a nice drink while he did it. Just no, he takes so seriously.
2: Nonsense. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> anyway, and then we have an email which comes from uh, Joshua Johnson, um, and he says, Hi, my name is Joshua, and I have recently found your show. Uh, I have listened to it from Rose, and will continue to listen for the next five years of my life until you reach Shooty. Uh, I recently got my girlfriend into Docky Who, so I've been re-watching it myself. The Stolen Earth walked so Infinity War could run. A brilliant, fun romp with Russellisms everywhere you look. The Cliffhanger would have driven me crazy if I had watched it in 2008. Can confirm, it did me. Um, yep. Oh yeah. Uh, my weirdo for this week is Gwen Cooper for that weird little scream when shooting the Dalek. It always cringed me out for some reason. Keep up the good work, boys. You make me laugh daily. We only release episodes once a week, um, but I'm glad.
1: I mean, maybe he's going... Well, he's going back. He's listening to the backlog, so you never know.
2: Well, yeah, but no, he's probably caught up, so...
1: If him and his girlfriend are listening to it, are they... Because the downloads
2: matter, so are they listening to it on one he does device? Not say, he does not say that his girlfriend is listening to this. He says that he recently got his girlfriend into Doctor Who. Ah, I see. Still Got Legs, an official Doctor Who rewatch podcast.
1: Well, they're hard to confuse, in fairness. <laughs> Yes. No, that screams great. That screams passionate from Gwen Cooper. No, I, I won't will, be hearing that
2: it's cringe. Shut up, you! I will also say that Joshua sent in an email um, after this as well. um but that, but that email seems to be all about the next Doctor, which is next week's episode. <laughs> and so, so if you're listening, Joshua, which I assume you are, uh, I re- will read that next week. But obviously, won't well, make much sense to read it now. But thank no. you very much um so so there we go so that's that out of the way now lawrence i can officially let you know that today we are talking about series four episode 13 which is of course titled journey's end it's written by russell t davies it's directed by graham harper what do you think um, of that
1: and um, we're gonna get there nathan but first another bit of housekeeping oh for fu- you couldn't have stopped me yeah, but now we've got it. Now we can just circle straight back in. Nathan, I wanted to let you know that there was a vote on the Twitter this week. Oh, a-
2: no, fuck. We're not doing this. We are doing care. this.
1: I don't care what the vote says. It's not changing. Wow. Wow. Nathan has to be <laughs> ousted. Listen, I put a poll up saying that for, for months our header photo on Twitter has been secretly Cassandra's face. Um <laughs> And Nathan had no idea about this. I'm not sure how he never noticed it given he does all the tweeting from still got legs. Um but anyway, it was there. I put so how often do
2: up... you go How often are you going to your own profile though?
1: Uh, what, do you not go there to tweet? Like to to press No, the I tweet press
2: button? the t- No, I press the tweet button which is ah. on the timeline.
1: Fair point, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I put a vote out that says, should we switch it back to our professional banner, which has all the info, doc 2 Rewatch podcast, new episodes, Mondays, 10am, or should we keep it as Cassandra? Uh, out of a grand total of 30 votes, uh, Cassandra was by far and away the clear winner with 73% of the votes, uh, with the professional banner only pulling in 27% of the votes. Now, Nathan has since changed it back to the professional banner. And I think in the emails and tweets for next week, your disappointment should be
2: made clear. And that is all the why housekeeping are you, Why are you doing this? Why because, are you doing because this? Because
1: there was a clear vote, and it was the
2: But first of all, I never agreed to the vote. Second of all, the vote happened because you was just feeling like a dick one day and <laughs> decided to be annoying and to annoy me. And so you did this, all right? Yeah, You know, funny. I, you know how I feel about this podcast. I wanted to succeed and do well, okay. And it, and it is doing well. It, this it is, is. This it's is doing, doing well. It's doing very well, okay. But still, I, I think that. We should have the proper banner up top, so it has the information and and it's in theme with everything. All right, since, don't since make me out to be some fucking pedantic <laughs> little prick as well. All right? Nathan's Nathan's like a brand manager.
1: He wants to sit there and go, "Oh, we should have all the correct margins and everything else." I and wanted it's a big fuck off.
2: And it's interesting that you'll you'll put you'll put this out there on still got legs to make me sound like this, okay? But when it comes to another happy pod <laughs> podcast of which I have no control over and do not edit, you'll happily cut something out of this week's episode, won't you? I will, yes, because you you were a nasty boy and <laughs> no, you made me look nasty. like something. I was
1: telling the truth. You right? weren't telling the truth. <laughs> well, maybe I'll bring it up here. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. All right, no more housekeeping. The banner track the banner stays the same. Leave Nathan alone. There we go. See? <laughs> that's
2: what I thought. Fuck's sake.
1: What a bully. What a bully, everyone. Yeah. Anyway, love- Journey's End, go on.
2: Well, that's it. It's journey's End. It it's written is by Jenny- Russell Davies and is directed by Graham Harper.
1: Nathan, what are your general thoughts? Was all the setup for The Stolen Earth worth it for this grand payoff? What do you think? Uh, Lawrence, what are your general thoughts on
2: this episode?
1: Uh, I, I mean, it's not my place to say certified banger. What it but it
2: is. Oh, okay, sorry. Go on.
1: But, but if it, if it were up to me, uh, I would, I would decree this a certified banger. I think this is a great episode. Highs, uh, very high highs. Uh, some, it definitely raises some questions, which I think we can get into discussing in a bit, but like, uh, there's some stuff towards the end, some, some character, endings that i want to talk about um but it's not pulling the face i don't know i don't know what you're referring to no not there's nothing that's like dubious or makes me go huh but like there's stuff that i i want to talk about and see if we think that's a good place for the character to end up and how we're happy with their resolution and such um but yeah overall i really liked it great episode
2: Okay. Well you're right. It's not for you to say certified banger. It's okay. for me to say, okay. <laughs> and I decree it a certified banger. Oh right? Let it be known. This feature length episode of Doctor Who yeah. over an hour, bloody hell. Better got is... time to fucking <clears throat> Yeah. Uh it's... <laughs> look, it's 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 great. It's 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 banger from beginning to end. I don't think there's a single uh, low point a single lull in this episode it it moves at a breakneck pace when it does slow down it's for moments that really resonate and they mm. really give you something to chew on and to and to think about and to have a little bit of a moment with um everything is in here that deserves to be in here i believe um it's it's good campy uh wholesome pure Fun and I love it. I love it a lot. This, this is, this is what all of Russell Doctor Who should be. Okay, and <laughs> it's not, but, but the, this is the best of Russell Who. Okay, would you? What, are you saying this is like his best episode? No, 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 no. But like the just the vibe of the era. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. This is this is the best of Russell Who. have not not. I have. I made the declaration a few episodes ago that my favorite episode. Of the Russell era was coming up. It's not this. It's still coming up soon. We'll get to it soon, and I will reveal what that is. Um It's but the next Doctor. It's not. It's fucking not the next Doctor. Okay? <laughs> not to not to give my hand away. <laughs> um, but but uh, the, this is this. You know what? This might be my second favorite of the year because it's. Or maybe I said that about the other one. I don't know. It's good, man. It's good. But, and also, right,
1: if you are gonna try and hold either of us to what we say is the best ever a couple of weeks ago i said um silence in the library or forest of the dead was the best ever episode of doctor who and like my opinion has already changed since then
2: (laughs) no i will be holding you to that i am keeping tag of all this on a spreadsheet
1: that's not fair i mean you have a spreadsheet so i wouldn't put it past you to write a little Mm -hmm. extra column into it i Um, have everything i i do you know what i was amazed that they were able to not only kind of because you said that you said it this is more of a finale to the russell era than the actual finale to the russell era mm-hmm. um and i was amazed that they were managed to like kind of keep that energy and keep that celebration feeling in place as well as introducing a brand new doctor um which was pretty crazy what do you make what what do you think about that
2: you're gonna come into this are you
1: for about 30 seconds <laughs> okay, yeah
2: because I mean it's going to get old pretty quick when we immediately have to say literally the first thing that happens in this episode it, is that David Tennant does not regenerate
1: <laughs> what did you do you remember your um, do you remember your feelings watching this live were you disappointed relieved
2: I don't know to be honest mm. I can't remember no um, I imagine I would have been somewhat relieved yeah because I wouldn't well we had a big discussion about it last week, but I wouldn't just want the doctor to just suddenly be some of it someone else and then that's it, that shit a lot, you know. Yeah. I I'd I'd probably be like, Oh, thank fuck. All right, let's move on. Let's let's see what's going. Um but but no, um just just ten showing us once again how, how vain he is. This
1: so this should technically be the eleventh
2: doctor, right? Well, <laughs> No, that it's it's already <laughs> fucked up. No, should, do we, we want to get into this kind of one? <laughs> technically, be the twelfth. Oh, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Because Tenth Doctor was technically the eleventh Doctor. <coughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Um Okay, yeah. But God, that... but and that's not even bringing in the fucking the other stuff as well.
1: Is it? Is it the Wilderness Era? Does is that, is that what they call it?
2: The, no, no, no. All the, the stuff in between era. the Classic and Revival. Yeah, that's the wilderness era. It's got yeah, nothing it, to do with this.
1: Was there not other random doctors in there? in like no. other it stories? Jo-
2: no, there was John Hurt. But
1: that's well, it. Yeah, I know him, but that's the one you were just talking about.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So who's the other ones? Who Who are you talking about now? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, sh- yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I didn't want to say it. yeah, Yeah. Well, we'll bleep that. <laughs> just bleep yeah. over that then. That's me yeah. being silly. <laughs> yeah um yeah all right fine Let, let's 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 not keep up with this joke um no sting uh no sorry a sting but no cold open before the sting. no
2: cold open just pure previously on bit of a coward move if you ask me yeah um but it's fine there's a lot to to cap- well you know i say it's fine i'm like every week when this come on i'm like i know i watched it no way. <laughs> just just give me the new stuff i don't need this
3: <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I am. I am grateful that there is that little quick skip. Um, but look, uh, so right. Let's let's get into it. So the
2: Doctor is regenerating. Temp Doctor has. He's full blown in his regeneration. He is, and it's a full on regeneration. It's not a trick. It's not a little light show. It's a full on yeah. triggered regeneration, and he. He does a little bit of a, a little move. He, he, like, he dips his hips and he does a little bit of a, a lean over to the left or whatever. And it's he, very and like
1: he, precise, isn't it? It, it is, is very Ruben, precise.
2: Yeah. yeah. And then he siphons off this, uh, this regeneration energy into his, his hand in a jar, the hand ex machina, which has been sat there for about two years now.
1: Yeah. So yes. we finally get the payoff to the hand in the jar.
2: Well, was that, is that like, several payoffs?
1: Oh, oh it's yeah, It's been used, true.
2: like, multiple, for multiple reasons.
1: The mask. I have his hand. Yeah. Slam the jar down. All right, but I, I did, I did, I was reminded that this <gasps> this hand came off in David Tennant's first episode. Yes.
2: Um, and here it is in his last. Not yeah.
1: Really. And he said, didn't he say something like, I'm no second chances, I'm that sort of a man?
2: Yes, he did. Ironic
1: that his hand gave him a very literal second chance.
2: <laughs> uh, yes, very true. Very true.
1: Um, did the hand change? Did the hand regenerate?
2: No, I had this question. I, I thought about this. I, I thought for a moment. Uh, so is that Matt Smith's hand, technically? Is that, <laughs> is that what's happening there? But, but And yeah, then that... every cycle ever since, <laughs> they've just had like the last doctor's hand in place of their hand. But no, that doesn't make sense because then <laughs> if, if you think about then what happens to the hand, you know, it, it wouldn't make sense.
1: Oh, yes, yes, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's a bit bewildered by that. Everyone's a little bit. Rose is specifically a bit like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Donna still. I th- I'm pretty sure Donna still had no idea while he was regenerating, like what was no,
2: going on. no. The, it was never really explained to her. Which, you know, it was. There's a lot going on. To be yeah. fair, it's like they they gave her like a a quick fucking rundown of it. Like, but it's it's really like y- you're still not quite grasping what the fuck is happening. Um. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it no, it doesn't matter, though, because here he is. Anyway, um, Jackie and Mickey arrive to save Sarah Jane. Um, so it's good to see Jackie again. Return of the Queen. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like that you were like, it's, it's, Jackie and Mickey arrive. It's good to see Jackie. <laughs> no,
2: it's, it's, it's good to see, I like Mickey, all right? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you know. Just... We have to do this every fucking time. I know. There's just baggage. All right.
1: Mickey as a character is good. Any compliments we pay to Mickey the character belong to Mickey
2: the character, and that is it. We're wrapping up all our cliffhangers from last week, so Sarah Jane was like... Mm. She was held up by the Daleks, and then here they come to, to save her. Uh, they they just teleport in and shoot the Daleks. Well done. Uh, Jackie Tyler, where the hell is my daughter? Lovely stuff. Love that. That's great. Uh, Torchwood... Uh, they they just freeze and it turns out Tosh developed a time lock for the, for yeah, the base somehow. <laughs> uh, just... Look, Tosh was always the tech one. Yeah,
1: but like a time lock. Yeah, yeah, it's, that technology to is to, advanced. Yeah,
2: that that's used to explain why the dogs can't go back to the time
1: war, man. I. But look, this is the thing in Tortured, right? It, all of it's hand wavy because not only do they, as we kept mentioning last week, primarily shoot aliens in the head. Yes. They they also scrap their tech and take stuff from their base and their They're basically the British Empire. They go somewhere, kill a bunch of people and then take their stuff, and then go, Thanks for the stuff. We're gonna use mm. it to make more stuff now. Yeah. Um so I guess
2: I, I mean I buy it. It's it's a bit
1: silly. <laughs>
3: but...
2: mm. Yeah. It is a bit silly. I don't know if I buy it, but it it largely does not matter because no. like this is pretty much what we see of them for the episode. But, like it, we'll, we'll touch in a little bit later, but like this is pretty much it, really.
1: It is quite clearly the most obvious case of that was just for the cliffhanger, then wasn't it?
2: Yeah, because
1: they're pretty much not in it again until later on in the episode for like a quick zoom chat with the doctor again. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, what else is going on? Because we got we, we got a whole. Bunch of stuff to get through here. Before We're we
2: going to back me. and forth between like the the like the three main cliffhangers uh, yeah. at the opening of this episode. Uh, we finally get our big um, Doctor and Rose hug, which is nice. They get a nice little reunion moment. That's mm. uh, that's quite sweet to see. It is, but it's not sweet for long, Nathan, because
1: the Daleks that? power down the TARDIS.
2: Uh, yeah, they steal
1: it. Yeah, the TARDIS is on a little. Uh, how many of them arrive on the street? Like four of them. For it. Yeah, oh, I guess because they've just got word that the other one's been blown to fuck by Jack, um, and his extremely precise aim from last week. Um, mm. So yeah, they, they they powered down the Tardis. Um, I I wrote down Cronon Loop. That's what said. I don't know what it meant. No,
2: um, <laughs> There's always something that's said. There's always a vague science term that's said, and it's yeah. just. It's what I wrote one down for later. We'll we'll have a good laugh at that. But you know. okay,
1: is it is it one that might be said by Catherine Tate?
2: No, it's not.
1: Oh, okay, cool. Um, uh, yeah, so they said basically mm. the reason they've powered down the Tardis is to basically strap it of uh, strip it of its defensives, and then kind of throw it back up to the Crucible. Basically, get the protagonists on the Dalek ship where they need to be, mm. um, and off they go. And then kind of next to all of that happening. Or how, how did how did Sarah Jane, Mickey and Jackie get word that they've gone to the Crucible? They hear them. Were they, they close by?
2: Yeah, they see it. They see the TARDIS getting oh, okay Yeah.
1: Oh, I got the sense they were further away. I must have just been writing a note as they saw the TARDIS shot go up. See, um, this is
2: why you shouldn't write notes as you watch the episode. <laughs> But that's why I, I've
1: got you. I've got you to clarify. No, no, things. no.
2: You're not relying on me. I won't. I won't <laughs> pick up your slack. All right. I watched the episode twice now, Lawrence. I found my way to do it.
1: Oh, damn. Right? Okay.
2: I watch it once for me to watch and enjoy. Okay, yeah. and then a day or so later, I'll watch it again. This time, so I can pause and take my notes as I as I go through it. How long are you going to keep up with this process? As long as I need to. I know the
1: amount of times that we've just both. Gone, alright, quickly watch this episode, run upstairs.
2: <laughs> no Could no no, no no, you might, but the the difference in levels of prep that we put into this podcast is staggering, alright? Yeah. You just show up and see whatever the fuck happens. I've
1: got all of my notes. We always we almost always I got, use my I notes. I've got all of my
2: notes, Lawrence. Today. And every other day. Yeah, my bum. And I've got all the other prep work as well. What's all the other prep work? Well, I also watch Confidential. I take a look at some fun behind-the-scenes notes to see if there's any fun little facts I can pick up and pull in for throughout the episode. And then uh, I then gather all the tweets and letters that we'll go through for later. Do you do any of that? I also yeah, that's that's your job! Yeah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. Do you know what? I'm gonna read all the tweets today. You're gonna read all the emails? You know I can't. You haven't allowed me the login. Oh, that's not boy? true. I don't have it.
2: <laughs> you almost certainly do.
1: I, I probably could find it, but I'm not gonna look too hard. Anyway, uh Sarah Jane, Mickey, and Jackie surrender themselves to the Daleks so that they can be that's a pretty big gamble. They need to be taken up to the Crucible too. Um I don't know. I I, I wouldn't be making this gap I'd rather blow up the Daleks. Like I understand it would leave them. But not... then, but
2: then, where do, where does that get them though? <laughs> yeah, I know. Then but they're like... just on a street with four dead Daleks and no clear way to get up to the doctor. So then what? <laughs> I, look,
1: I just would if it was me. There's already been a blown up Dalek in the area. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be like. And Let's what walk happened? Up what
2: happened with that one blown up Dalek? There was one Dalek. It yeah. got blown up. What happened? Well, it just got blown up. Yeah, but then what happened? then four more came. Yes, exactly. So yeah. if you have four Daleks that get blown up, then what's going to happen?
1: <laughs> but, then, but this is my point. That's already the second squadron that have been sent to find this threat. So if I just rock up completely unarmed, the Dalek's going to be like, it could have been this guy. And if they shoot me dead, then I'm, then I'm still not going to the crucible, am I? Did you catch
2: my point? All right, all right but why... <laughs> But you're unarmed, so why would they be like, "Oh, is this this unarmed person clearly killed the Dalek"? Because ah, they're,
1: they're Daleks. What if they know stuff? They can sense heartbeats and everything else.
2: No, you're just making shit up, though.
1: I'm not making shit up. I'm just. I'm also not saying that they shouldn't have done it. I'm saying I don't know if I'd be doing this. Well, you. Well, yeah, and that's why you'd fucking. <laughs> that's why the doctor would completely yeah. ab- abandon me. Yeah. Yeah. That's
2: why yeah. you wouldn't earn your place on the TARDIS. <laughs>
1: All right, fine. Uh, Nathan, what's going
2: on over in Germany? Uh, There's German Daleks, Lawrence. I love this. This is great. I do too. It's great. exterminieren. urine. (laughs) It's good stuff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's very, very good stuff. I like that. They're just like... It, it, yeah, it, it makes sense, but it's something I've it like never really sense. considered. It, yeah,
2: yeah, they're taking over the world. Of course, they'll have like some kind of translator fucking software thing. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, it makes perfect sense, and it's it's very fitting with who they are, as back to their Nazi roots is what I'm saying. Yeah, um, and
1: speaking of nuts, not, not speaking of Nazi roots, uh, <laughs> they. <laughs> You don't have to make
2: every. every I like note fit to. T- I like the way you don't it have flows. To. You don't have to make every note fit together, all right? You can just <laughs> say it, okay? <laughs> all right, fine. Uh, it's
1: not even a note. It's just the the, the next thing. So Martha goes over and there's this, like, there's. What is it, like a big old church? Is that the, the vibe it was? It's
2: more like a castle.
1: Castle, okay. Um, did did you like watch
2: this? it? Huh? Did you not watch it?
1: No, I watched it, but if it's like an old timey building, so I felt it could have been a church.
2: Right.
1: It's yeah. It also could be a church. It
2: was more a castle.
1: Alright, but some castles and churches have the same vibe. Big tall buildings, often old brick.
2: Anyway, go on. Look, <laughs> and they weren't drinking Guinness a couple of episodes Girl, ago. Yes. <laughs> it was, they certainly weren't eating fucking bread.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Um I I like this old uh, thing. I like that unit have just got like a uh, cuz we, we don't really know what Martha's up to. We just know that she's gone to Germany and she's uh she's been what do we know from last week that she's been authorized to use an Osterhagen key. Yeah, that's right. We we have no concept of what that is other than Jack is telling her that is a fucking terrible idea. Yeah. Um so anyway, uh, Martha goes there and I I like that unit have um it's just this, the most unsuspecting place, but there's just like a one of those is typical hidden rooms. Is Jack Tanner is a rooms. terrible idea? Oh, he tells us something's a terrible idea. Oh, it might have been the teleport. Yeah, it was the
2: Project Indigo.
1: That's right. Yeah. So there was yeah. Indigo was last week. Osterhagen is this week. God, Martha's got a lot of jobs going on. She's got a lot to do. Um, but yeah, I like this. I like I like a hidden room. I like a hidden little techie vibe hidden in a really old building. Just a a good setting. Good little concept
2: uh yeah yeah it's fine i guess
1: and all the guards we don't really see
2: we don't really see that until a little bit later though
1: that's true yeah Yeah. um what do we see now we see the doctor so the tardis is on the crucible tardis has been
2: taken to the crucible um and 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 it's like it's kind of lost all its defenses as well which i think it does a good job of adding to like the uh kind of the fear of the daleks and like the daleks are a lot scarier in this episode i think because like you know the doctor says they're a they're a fully fledged empire you know right now that wooden door which once could hold off the entire hordes of genghis khan it's now just a wooden door so there's nothing (laughs) really that, that, that they can do to stop the Daleks getting in
1: I was so annoyed that you said that, because the the note that I had was that Rose says, you told me nothing could get through those doors, and I was going to say, actually, Rose, what he told you was the extended hordes of Gengar's car. Fuck it, you took my note! I didn't. (laughs) No, but you thought of the same little reference as me. Fuck's sake. Um,
2: Rose just straight up said it I didn't think of Rose said the same reference She didn't say the Genghis Khan thing No, because she's human and can't remember exact (laughs) quotes words for words years after they happened We're human and I can remember it like 18 years later Yes, because you've seen Doctor Who 12 times, Lawrence
1: um i no you're right i do like this it it does like um not only are the daleks the daleks feel more powerful like you say but also like the tardis has never felt weaker like there's no lights on it's very dim um the doctor even has a line of you know we we have to go out because if we don't they'll get in and that's just Mm. something that we've never even like i'm pretty sure we've had enemies in the tardis but it's it's never been to the point where they've just opened the door and come strutting in themselves.
3: We've
2: never really had enemies in the TARDIS, apart from the Master.
1: Oh, the Master. Well, the Master's just a person that opened the door, isn't he? Really? But like, what? Haven't we had? Um, didn't we have anything? The oh, the Angels didn't really get into the TARDIS. He no, kind of they were never in the TARDIS. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there we go then. Um, yeah, a scary, scary thought. Um, so everyone kind of off they go outside of the TARDIS, but Donna gets a little bit. Distracted, She's hearing some heartbeat noises getting louder and louder.
2: They all seem to accept their death pretty quickly, don't they? They're yeah. all like, well, this is it. We're all going to die. Let's go then.
1: The, yeah, the Doctor's a bit more morbid than he normally is. It, you know, this has been fun, hasn't it? We've all had a great time. You've been great. All of this. You were brilliant.
2: You were brilliant. You were brilliant. Yeah. You were all so brilliant. A, Let's it, go die.
1: Yeah, it, it's just a bit... Down in the dumps, but I don't know if they think mm. they're going to die immediately. But then, do they? They don't know about. It Gives off that vibe. Yeah, but
2: I don't. It seems a little bit morbid for Doctor Who. The Doctor's normally a bit more optimistic than this. But it is, to be fair, it is a fully fledged Dalek Empire with Davros. So, like, yeah, true. Like, they don't have many tricks up their sleeve, really. Yeah, <laughs> well, they've got they've got one smoking
1: gun. Which we'll get to, um, but sorry, yeah, oh, we'll get to it, Nathan.
2: No, well, I don't. Right.
1: <laughs> I don't it's, think it's, they have any tricks up their sleeve, though. So I'm they've, they've got they've got one. It's Jack. It's Jack. Oh. I mean, it's
2: the trick that works. It's, it's for not a, a trick, bit. though, is it? He <laughs> it a bit of a trick. If I not could do really. it, it would be a bit of a trick. No, not really, because at the end, what what's he doing though? What's his ultimate goal at the end of the day? Get shot. Because he just... is by pure happenstance that he stumbles upon the others. Um, well, no, he seeks
1: them out. He's got his little life sign. Yeah, reader, but he still
2: doesn't know they're there at this point, does he?
1: I'd rather he was on the loose. He's more use on the loose than he is tied up here.
2: All right, whatever. Anyway, Donna, <laughs> hears a heartbeat.
1: Yes, Donna, the The door shuts on her. The door slams shut um, and... Yeah, I think they think they think it's Dalek trickery. And this is this leads to possibly one of the one of my favourite scenes of the whole episode. This kind of Donna stuck in the TARDIS and with the Supreme Dalek just kind of taunting the Doctor about it all. Um, leading to basically um <laughs> Donna Donna getting thrown down a trapdoor. Russell loves trapdoors, that much is clear from season four alone. Um and the Doctor presumes she dies, and the TARDIS is destroyed, which is just... I mean, so sad, basically.
2: Well, they throw the TARDIS into, like, the, kind of like, I guess the engines of the the Crucible, Uh, where it's all, like, I don't know, super fire that can burn through the TARDIS, or whatever.
1: I think you're referring to Z-neutron energy. Great,
2: yeah, exactly that. Hmm. Um... But Don is still in there. Very funny. We all love that <laughs> meme. Um, Are you not even going to explain the meme? No, I can't be asked. Um, look it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it is it, quite sad. It's it's Doggy <clears throat> doesn't have a clue what's going on. He thinks it's the Daleks. They don't have a clue what's going on. They think it's it's time or trickery, but then they're like, irrelevant to watch your machine burn, Doctor. Mm. Um, so, yeah. But... Uh luckily the doctor saves the day, or is it the doctor? Um sort of is the answer but to that. It's a biological metacrisis is what it is, Lawrence. Well there you go. Uh yeah.
1: yeah I, do you subscribe to the ten two name? How should we refer yep. to him going? I've, I've
2: referred to him for all my notes as ten two. Okay, yeah. fantastic. Um yeah ten Tou
1: Oh oh yeah, come on. Ten yeah. two. Yeah. Um I love <clears throat> David Tennant's performance as the doctor watching what he thinks is like that he obviously is so upset that Donna's seemingly apparently dead, Mm. but it's not just that you feel the weight of um, the TARDIS, his like home and ship and probably one of the last remnants of his home. Like that, the weight of that all David Tennant's performance there in that little moment with Rose, like holding his hand,
3: i like it when rose
2: comes and holds his hand that's very nice yeah um that's a very sweet moment um Mm. but yeah some really good stuff from david this week like i mean i know we say that a lot because he is just a fucking great actor (laughs) yeah like he like this week especially like he fucking he's earning that paycheck man he's Mm. he's he is bringing home the fucking the the bacon or whatever you say he's 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 doing a good job this week for sure um and yeah just just him watching the tardis burn and stuff it's it's a, it's a silent performance, but it's it's good. It's 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 very strong. And then, as if like as if we weren't you know as if we weren't fed enough already with a great <laughs> David Tennant performance, then we get another great David Tennant performance. Yeah. with him being like having a little sass off with Donna when they're like oi, 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 <laughs> each other and they're out they're trying to out cockney one another, um, <laughs> which is good fun. I feel like this is, like, one of the... David Tennant
1: is, like, it's not often someone meets his level in a performance. Like, David Tennant's often... And this comes with being... Playing the part of the Doctor anyway. The Doctor is typically the most absurd and outlandish character in the room. Um, So it's fun that Catherine Tate, who often matches David Tennant's, like, peak performance levels, is Mm. able to do a little bit more... Like, she's able to kind of... I don't know, it's almost like a, a back and forth with them, this very, like... It definitely is, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very, very fun. Uh, but so, right, so what... Oh, watch it,
2: Space Man. Oh, watch it, Earth Girl. It's good oh, stuff. Ooh,
1: yeah. Um, right, so what actually happens? For people that are watching the show as we go, uh, new to Doctor Who, uh, I guess we need to explain this a little bit, the, the meta-crisis in general, and, like, how this First David all, Tennant comes to be.
2: I don't know if anyone's doing that, but... Yeah,
1: I know, but <laughs> <laughs> well, i have
2: clear all bases. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but uh, do we? All right, we'll do a quickly. Do, uh, is it on us to explain the meta-crisis? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I guess not. The episode not. does a good enough job. It's All right, fine, yeah, fine.
1: Donna yeah, touches like- the glowy hand, the glowy hand grows a new David Tennant who's naked.
2: But there's also some stuff that's been leading to this, which we know will be revealed throughout, later throughout the episode. But yeah. yes, David Tennant's because he didn't regenerate, because he siphoned off his excess regeneration energy, he used enough regeneration energy to heal himself, so he was all good and dandy, but then he siphoned off the rest into his hand, uh, which has a bit of an excess, really. Donna somehow connected to that Metacrisis uh, uh, regeneration energy, which then triggered the rest of the regeneration basically causing his hand to to grow out into a full-on a full-on david tenant but mm-hmm. also because it merged with donna it's part-time lord part human the mm-hmm. doctor donna basically
1: which tentu finds out and is quite disgusted by
2: him <laughs> yeah when he realizes he has one heart and he's essentially human he's like what well, isn't that wizard? Which is great. <laughs> it's a great line. He's he's very upset.
1: Yeah, he's he's not happy about it. donna has got an no. incredible line. Uh, you know, you, you chop chop one bit off, you grow another. You're like worms.
2: You're like worms. You lot. Yeah. and it's true. <laughs> well, it's not. This is a very specific scenario. But... Yeah,
1: but in this scenario, it is exactly like worms. In
2: this scenario, it's true. But yeah, it, that's not always the case. <laughs> um, he's naked, which is very fun. He is naked, but he very quickly uh, a man of taste. He is Lawrence, because <laughs> he very quickly changes into a, a beautiful blue suit.
1: I knew we were gonna have to
2: have suit talk
1: because this is it now. This is this is it. This is the the showdown. Yes. I think this is the We've only got blue, episode
2: we got. Brown versus blue. Yeah, and, uh, in one episode, and, and, and I, I would say you, one do you... doctor is looking damn good. Yeah, and one isn't. Because yeah. he's not wearing a beautiful blue suit.
1: And what I will say is that one Doctor
2: is a war criminal and the other one isn't. Has nothing to do with how they're dressed. <laughs> so say say whatever you want about their actions. Say whatever you want about their motivations. Say whatever you want about their endings, okay? Has nothing to do with how they're dressed.
1: I, I Yeah, I take your point. I just think it is interesting that <laughs> this is... You know, this is the suit that they roll out for the reserve doctor. This is the B team suit. This is the away kit.
2: First of all, (laughs) no, no, first of all, this is the suit that was sat in the cupboard for a spare. It's not a spare at all. It just so happens to be that David Turner was already wearing his other suit. He has two suits, okay, Mm. and he was already wearing one of them. So, what else is he going to wear? The backup suit. No, his second (laughs) suit.
1: Look, I'm just saying it's very clear to me that that was the one that was just left in the cupboard.
2: Okay, okay, but then the the exact same thing is said in the episodes he's wearing his blue suit. Where do you think the brown one is then? It's just left in the cupboard, isn't it?
1: The blue suit is only worn when the brown one needs a wash. That's it. That's my that's my ruling.
2: The blue suit is worn more often in series 4 than the brown suit.
1: All right, yeah, fine. So <laughs> mm, I'm just saying <laughs> That's not a suit which commits genocide.
2: The brown suit. Look, I, look you're pissing me off now because <laughs> this is has, suit talk. You knew we were going to do this. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with the suit. <laughs> he could have been wearing the black tuxedo and he committed genocide. It's true. Yeah, and then he we could have been wearing the black brown suit and it. he commit genocide. Uh, he probably has done it at some point. Um, no, yeah, he's committed genocide loads of times. To be fair to him, he, he fucking loves it. He loves a bitch. He of does. But, you know, he's he's wearing the blue suit and he looks good. All right. Well, look, can we find a peaceful middle
1: ground and just say that both of our doctors are sharply dressed?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> I I think one of them... No, they are both sharply dressed, but one of them looks infinitely better. I just ag- because he's wearing I'll a tell you what. blue
1: suit. Ah, see, I was about Which to agree is... with you, because one of them does look infinitely better, but... For the sake of not boring everyone with soup talk, um <laughs> we'll move on. Um uh, Jack shoots at the Supreme Dalek, the Dalek the Supreme Dalek's going off about like, How does it feel, Doctor? Um and Jack reverts to his tortured ways and goes, Feel this. Um yeah. shoots at him with a very ineffective gun.
2: Yeah. Um, that's kind of the point though. He was doing this yeah. so he could Be killed, though. Like, he knew that wasn't going to do fuck all. Like, this isn't his first rodeo with the Daleks. He knows what's going on, okay? And and especially the Supreme Dalek. If he's firing his his handgun at the Supreme Dalek, like, nothing's going to happen. But it is interesting that clearly he chose the stealth option for his resurrection this time. Uh, Yeah, I. We've <laughs> spoken about this in the past before, because oh, yeah. he's usually a big gasp and a grab, and he's and he's up and he's like, <gasps> but this time it's just a little, a, a little wink and a you know. It is incredibly sneaky. selective. It is, and, yeah. And like
1: sometimes it takes ten minutes, and sometimes, like in this scenario, it takes thirty seconds. Yeah. Like yeah, it, it's not. It's not the most consistent thing, but it, look, it works. It, it...
2: And to be fair, this is one of those episodes where I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess Rose doesn't know about that." So that's interesting.
1: She doesn't know, but I found Billy's reaction weird. Maybe not the best take. <laughs> oh no, why? Because it's it was like exactly like you just did. It was very oh no, Jack. Oh no,
2: no, it... she was better than that
1: i uh, it it felt a little bit... Because there was a part of me that was thinking, does she know? Is she playing along? And then I thought, no, Rose wouldn't know this. There's no she way Rose know, wouldn't know. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh either, either way. But I mean Billy Piper's phenomenal. I just thought the take was a bit awkward <laughs> in the way mm. that it was.
2: Uh, I'll tell you what, there's a good scene between Tentu and Donna where like uh the the Metacrisis Doctor kind of he's able to see inside her head and mm. he's able to see like you know all this time donna's saying like oh she's just a temp she's not important or anything he's able to see that she, or she genuinely thinks that she genuinely thinks that she's nothing special uh, he has that great line shouting at the world because no one's listening well why would they uh, and that kind of stuff um and i think that's the nice moment it's like the the insecurity of donna and the the mm. fact that she does think she's just an ordinary person who doesn't necessarily deserve anything special, isn't anything special. I think that's that's a key part of her character. Yeah. Um and it, and it's always nice to to have someone uh, especially that like the doctor say to her, No, you are special. You are you're genuinely incredibly special. And yeah, it's just a nice moment, I think.
1: It is nice. And it's so so often as a character Donna's walls are up. Um mm. and it is it is really good to see her like even just appeal to the doctor as a mate because she's she's she, these aren't qualities that she's happy about feeling. So there's no. there's a really nice subtle kind of delivery from Catherine Tate where she's like, okay, like doctor, please, like yeah, is, when she's like, is, just like telling
2: him to stop and stuff, yeah, because they both yeah. know
1: it's absolutely accurate, but yeah, she doesn't need to hear it, um,
2: yeah,
1: but she does absolutely need to hear what <clears throat> what to <Tentu> follows <laughs> it up with. Um, mm. I I quite like in this because this is when they start to suss out in this conversation that they've always been headed for this. This has always been, like... Yes. The fate of it kind of comes back around. And what I love um, is that, obviously, we've watched all through Season 4 now, um, up until nope. this... Well, no, but up until this point. Um, okay, yeah.
2: But, like, we've, we've been still seeing... still the extra bit of Season 4 to go.
1: Yeah, are these, do they count, or are they specials?
2: They're specials, but we're just going to list them as Series 4. Because, because they
1: are Series 4, though. They me. are.
2: They're Series 4, like... The, you know, the extras you know
1: yeah, yeah. Um, and we're going to do that so that they don't appear weirdly in our podcast feed as well
2: yeah it's and purely yeah. logistical
1: yeah um, but I like that all of the coincidences that we've been like that are played for laughs typically like the, you know Partners in Crime is a brilliant comedic episode because they they see each other again they have that little kind of mime off to each other through the window
2: right yeah you know
1: it's a funny episode because Murray plays the funny track he doesn't he? Um he does actually, yeah. Mm. And um yeah, you've got uh you've got other stuff like Donna Donna's parked car is like where the TARDIS lands, um all her the granddad. other Yeah, the great yeah, do, uh, Doctor meeting Wilf twice. Um mm. yeah, just all these coincidences that we've thought like, you know, Catherine takes in the show, they've injected a bit more humour into it than usual to play into like her skills as a performer. Um but it all gets recontextualized here in this way that they've always been headed for each other, which is just so like, <laughs> like you said, for, for a character that her, whose prime primary biggest conflict and biggest fear is that she's not a special She, she doesn't feel like an mm-hmm. individual, like a special individual to the point that others do. Um, she doesn't believe in herself. It's yeah, just a, a great bit of writing for it, for stuff that we've been pointing at and going, that's funny for it to all come together in such a character, Centric way is very cool,
2: yeah, yeah, it's really good stuff. It's all destiny, whatever. Mm. Um, Sarah Jane, Mickey, and Jackie are on board the crucible now. Their little gambit worked, it paid off, yeah, and now they're being taken to be killed by a reality bomb. So maybe it didn't work out that well. <laughs> um, there are some peak 2008 haircuts going on in this scene, Lawrence. There's yeah. Some beautiful emo fringes <laughs> and all of this stuff. Uh, You're saying the it's early.
1: a good thing they were all atomized. I'm, I'm not saying that <laughs> one. No. Nathan says, "Obliterate the frosted tips, please."
2: I had an emo fringe myself, so
1: I don't know if did I have. I didn't. I never had an emo fringe. It was just more. I
2: you almost le- certainly wouldn't have had an emo fringe. You were a big. A big fucking preppy boy, weren't you? What's a. No, what, what, how are you defining me? What's a preppy boy? You were a big preppy boy you probably had a quiff or a comb over or something.
1: I did. I probably had a bit of a quiff, yeah. Yeah, there you
2: go. But absolutely. it was a
1: messy quiff. It wasn't like a, a slick.
2: But you, quiff. Had, you had the Macklemore,
1: didn't you? Uh, I had shorter <laughs> sides. It wasn't quite a Macklemore, no.
2: You had the Macklemore. No, I didn't. <laughs> you did.
1: Yeah, the testing of the reality bomb. Uh, this scene terrified me as a child.
2: It never did me, and I'll tell you why. Because you weren't a child. Well, yeah, first of all. <laughs> um, but also because everyone just looks so unbothered as they just disintegrate into nothing.
1: I quite, quite, I quite, I know what you mean, because they're, <laughs> obviously they're all just actors that have never stood on a green screen before. Yeah,
2: they've just been told to stand there and then we'll do it in post, so they're just like, oh, okay, yeah. Are we but good? I, like
1: <laughs> but i quite like that that there is an element of like cuz they do a countdown to the reality bomb and then it's quite a like it's quite a while before some of them actually atomize and disappear into dust. It's true.
2: Yeah. They it goes f- f- they do like a 10 second ca- or a 10 rails countdown or whatever. Yes. And then they're like 20 seconds later then it actually starts to take effect or yeah. whatever. Which um
1: so i i get the sense that maybe like those Citizens, those people that they've rounded up for the test. Uh, there's a part of them that's like, uh, "Am I? Am I supposed to be feeling something?" And then before they even know it, they're being turned to dust. And then they. Go... I, I would have liked it if it was a bit more Infinity War in the style of looking at their own limbs disappearing and stuff.
2: But, but... There's, yeah, but there's nothing because they clearly the the actual <laughs> actors have no idea what's happening to them. Yeah, yeah just, I, they've I, just yeah. been told to stand there, and then they'll do it in post. So. <laughs> But they have no idea, and they right. just look genuinely unbeloved. They're just like looking around, and then they're just like fading. It, I, yeah, it's not. <laughs> I know what you I, look, as and an that, adult. That one, and then it comes to that, like a one shot of like the woman who Jackie talked to, and then it, it, it's genuinely funny the way she's just, she's almost <laughs> t posing like a video game character. Yeah, the yeah, she's yeah. Just the she's just stood there and she disintegrates into nothing. It's 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 almost funny um yeah they are yeah. all posed for it aren't they they're, they're just all... they're just weirdly stood and just no reaction from any of them which is quite odd but I, yeah all right
1: uh, that's i i get what you're saying and but as a mm. child it was there's an element of it where like it's a 10 second countdown or 10 rail countdown to a death mm. you can't even comprehend like the humans have no idea what's even gonna happen yeah um are they going to blow up are they going to atomize are they going to feel something like what how is it going to look or work um and I I, I I that like just something existing and then the very next second they're not even being a trace of the existence that's a scary thought i think um and obviously the fear of the scene is more so in that our queen jackie is amongst them
2: she is up until the last minute
1: yeah <laughs> it's kind of deep yeah, she... i feel like she could have grabbed a few of them but then what? <laughs> I know, I know. But like, give them a fa- give them a fighting chance. At least some yeah. of them.
2: No, let them die.
1: I I would have um, yeah. I I don't know. I feel like I would have grabbed because we've seen that these can carry people as long as you're all connected.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
1: Um. So I'd have, I'd have been like, everyone, grab 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 each other's hands. A second.
2: Um, it it is kind of funny that Jackie is like, um, like she says to that woman, I'm so sorry, and then just like disappears out of there, and then just cuts to her immediately smiling and hugging Mickey, yeah. and like, look at us, we survived, yeah. Don't worry about look the people us. that are turned to dust next <laughs> door. Yeah, yeah. It,
1: but look, I I liked it, and mm. I like the um, and we get we touch on this a little bit later on in the episode as well. But there's um, I really quite like the Jackie and Mickey have such a friendship now. Like, yes. it's obviously very clear that Rose is...
2: Rose and Mickey are a thing of the past, a long-gone thing I of mean, the past. They do not have a single line of dialogue to one another in this no. entire episode. <laughs> she doesn't even acknowledge him. No. Which is but, fucking crazy. He, he doesn't acknowledge... They Neither of them acknowledge... Well, to be fair, he does mention her at one point. Um, but other than that, they don't really acknowledge each other. Like, mm. there's one moment where, like... You know, like when uh, they come on the screen and like they've got the, the dwarf star thing and then they're like, oh, we're going to blow you up or whatever. Yeah, Rose is like, that's my mum. Not saying anything about <laughs> me. It's, it's the doctor who goes, and Mickey. Oh, <laughs> but Rose doesn't say anything. They don't share a single line of dialogue. So I don't know what the fuck happened in Pete's world, but Summer, I don't know. Summer went down, <laughs>
1: maybe maybe they rekindled their romance and it didn't work out again, well, they did seem to be together at the end of series two um didn't they I don't know did they I thought they were very much broken up with because of um but it seemed like he was still he was living in the mansion with them, wasn't he? I think that's just more in the sense that they had a big fuck off mansion, and he even says that he Mickey brought his grand to live in the mansion or a mansion, well, his grand lived in a mansion, yeah, so I think but, it was mainly just a. I mean, these people in this they parallel seemed... world don't have... They don't even exist. They don't have, like... <laughs> like, I don't yeah,
2: know. No, I know. But they, they seem, like, close. Mm,
1: I, I, I agree, but I think that's a nature of circumstance rather than
2: actual relationship. No, I think they were together. Okay. Well, that, regardless, mean, they're definitely not now. Yeah. That. It, either way, it, it <laughs> could not be more clear in this episode. Yeah, that they are one hundred percent not an item. And, it, and if
1: and if they are still somehow an item, Mickey,
2: they're not. There's <laughs> Come no on, way. bro. There's there's no logical way they are whatsoever. But yeah. uh yes. um what, what we got next uh my next note says i love davros's big hitler-esque speech um mm. just because he's so manical and evil with it i think this is the one where it's like the dust will become atoms and the atoms mm. and then he's talking about everything disintegrating um and this is his victory and all that sort of stuff um it's good julian beach is really good it's davros man he really fucking yeah. brings that real or just like maniacal dictator nature uh, to the role of a so good even covered in like a fucking you know the prosthetics and the makeup and everything you still Mm. get an amazing performance out of him
1: i i think that's like davros even though it's Mm. funny that the daleks like treat davros as like the Doctor even calls him a pet like davros is so many stations below where you'd think the creator of the daleks would be yeah, um, but he's that the presence of the character in itself just brings this level of like, like there, there are three reasons I think the Daleks are so much scarier in this time around, and one is a Supreme Dalek because he looks cool when he's menacing.
2: Um, he call, he's got three earpieces.
1: Uh, yeah, and he's and he's got a, he's he's got a little deeper voice as well. So that's a scary and thing. And he's red. He's he's more of a Yeah, he's which like means cringe, danger. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I associate. I went ah, that's danger. <laughs> <laughs> It's a danger, Dalek. <laughs> yeah. uh, the second one is Dalek Khan because he's just a fucking little freak, like a little a weird little squid.
2: Yeah, a little insane freak, just giggling to himself in the corner.
1: Yeah, and wiggling as well, yeah. just having a little wiggle. Um, and the, yeah, and the third one is obviously Davros. Just that <clears> he, he's got a way. What did you say the actor's name was?
2: Julian Beach.
1: Julian Beach. He's got this way of like screaming but it doesn't ever feel like melodrama it actually just mm. feels like this character is off the fucking wall yeah um and yeah just just brilliant and like he's saying like this is my ultimate victory uh all of this yeah great stuff big big yeah. it's big very good great
2: performance yeah uh jack finds his way he he climbs through some ventilation shafts chasing some life signals <clears throat> Uh and he runs into sarah jane and the gang sarah jane jackie and mickey uh mickey and jack have a bit of a reunion because they know each other and then i got my note here which says just two horrible blokes hugging one another <laughs> 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 yeah it's very true isn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um
1: i i quite like that i thought i did think about mickey uh, and how like when mm. we first meet mickey he's this big quivering melt. Yeah, and I'm thinking, like, character-wise,
2: he's come on leaps and bounds, hasn't he? He yes. like, has. He's a good character. I do like the character of Mickey.
1: Yeah, and I quite like that. Like at the start, Shane he...
2: Clark's a piece of shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the same, same with <laughs> Captain Jack and John Barrowman, and it's just like, yeah. nah. but um, unfortunately, we have to, we have to, <laughs> we served the crumbs, and we have to appreciate the <laughs> what little nuggets we can extract. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, um, I was thinking about his character and just how like how quick to be bullied he was in series one by Jack. Mm. And like Jack would like, you know, he's saying, what did he call him? Captain like cheesecake or something. Captain cheesecake. Yeah. yeah. and what, what, Is that what
2: he called him in season
1: one as well? He had a name for him in season one. I can't remember. He, he called him something, he called him something absurd in season one. Um, but I like that now there's, there's this level of Mickey's like done taking his shit. he's like yeah, nice enough hugging. Right. And he's pushed mm. him off. Um, Yeah, I I liked it. I I liked it. But yes, absolutely two horrible men having a nice cuddle on set.
2: Um, We we then come back to Martha and we get a little bit more information about what is going on with uh, the Osterhagen key. Mm. Um, uh, The the station in China comes online. The station in, uh, I believe the other one is in Liberia, which is also... Which is already online, um, and Station Four, which is in Liberia, doesn't want his name on the record, and I respect that. I think I'd be the same. I, given... I'd absolutely be the same. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be no record, but like, still, I'd, you know, I, I would not want my name associated with that at yeah. all.
1: Why? Why chance it? <laughs> yeah. Why? Um. Yeah. This. So basically, we get the reveal. Um. The Osterhagen key. Uh, it, what it does is there's basically there's three keys and there's three stations um, I think no I think there's many more stations there's, but there's many... many
2: stations but you only need three to activate it correct
1: yeah so the Osterhagen key yes uh, basically 26 nukes uh, that are 25. in the earth's crust that will blow up the entire planet 25 once... is it 25
2: 25 yeah let's say 25
1: oh okay I was close what's one extra nuke gonna do
2: why would it be 26
1: why would it be 25
2: because it's you know, it's twenty five. <laughs> so like you just like twenty six is one too many. You, yeah, yeah, I do. Twenty six <laughs> is one too many. Okay, fair well, enough. Well, saying that, I do have ever know that like, is twenty five nukes enough to destroy the Earth? If they went off at the Earth's crust,
1: then maybe because it's not like it's going to go and bomb all the cities. Like it's it's. I think they Martha said something about they're like tactically placed to fucking open up the crust and fuck the Earth.
2: Twenty five doesn't seem like enough to me though. I think like, it's
1: enough to make it uninhabitable. It might not blow up the entire planet, but the planet would that, be dead. But that's,
2: that's what it's supposed to do, though. It's supposed to blow up the planet.
1: I think it's supposed to end all life.
2: No, it's supposed to blow up the planet.
1: Well, I don't know. I, look, I'd i imagine 20, 25 nukes would probably do the trick. Like, if you're igniting them feels, at the
2: centre of the planet. That feel, it's not the centre. It's in the Earth's crust, Okay. The, the, right. the crust and the center are two very different things. That's, right, but below the surface. Yeah, yeah, again, like the Earth is quite big, Lawrence. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking a few meters here. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I um, don't, don't because we, you, we, you know our listeners—they're going to come out with so much science.
2: <laughs> she wait,
1: and I'm going to um, have to. I'm
2: going to have to listen to it at the end. Oh yeah, go on. All right. Um, all I'm saying is, um. 25 like one nuke was enough to pretty much destroy uh hiroshima and that's a very small area relatively speaking when it comes to the whole yeah. earth okay when it comes to the whole earth one was enough to take our ver- i'm just saying the effect radius the the radius as i understand it of a nuke. If you times that by twenty five, that's not enough to destroy the whole earth. But... It
1: was was Hiroshima? Was that a nuclear weapon? Was it an like yes?
2: It was a nuclear. That's the whole point. Did you not watch Oppenheimer?
1: I'm confused by the titles of the bombs because they've all got different names. I thought did they not do different stuff to a degree? No. Like whenever what I've whenever I've pictured a nuke, I picture the big things that fly off, not a bomb that's dropped.
2: What? But it's the same thing. That's just how it's fucking delivered. Oh,
3: okay.
2: I don't know. That, fucking look. I'm just curious. That's a nuke. <laughs> that, like, that was the whole point of. You, you love Oppenheimer. I love Oppenheimer. But like. It, it, was the it. The whole point of it was they were building a fucking nuclear weapon. I, I Yes.
1: But like. I, it's not like a nuclear thing. Like, it's not the yes, way. it I, is.
3: It's, not,
2: it's a nuclear weapon. <laughs> Very much is. A it's just not the thing. same way
1: I've pictured nukes. Like nukes, they've all got different names, haven't they? They're all called different things. What do you mean they've got different names? They're like they've got all got different. Names You're talking about like a
2: like a hydrogen bomb and like yeah an atom yeah bomb. yeah yeah, and uh, and a hydrogen bomb is more effective than an atom bomb, which is what came first. But still, we're, we're talking. You know, like not enough for, to make an effective difference in this in in, in the scale of the earth. Okay, so I'm splitting hairs, basically. You're splitting hairs, basically. Okay, all
1: right. I thought there was more of a difference between them.
2: They're all nuclear weapons, okay? Okay, all right, fine. And to be Um, fair, Marfa doesn't specify what kind of nuclear warheads they are. No. Um, You'd imagine probably the most effective kind, though, but still.
1: Yeah, unit have got the P. I've got the money. This is an insane idea to implement.
2: This is a ridiculous idea. <laughs> the doctor's like, what the fuck is this? And why like, would you want to do that? Why? Yeah. Who made this? Some bloke called Osterhagen, I suppose, you know. Send Terrible. that guy to prison.
3: <laughs> yeah, he probably is.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, he should be. But I want a, a in-Doctor-Who-Universe movie about Osterhagen. That's <laughs> what I want. An Oppenheimer-style <laughs> <laughs> movie about Osterhagen. Osterhagenheimer. <laughs> No, oh. just Osterhagen, you <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> Why would it need to be called Osterhagenheimer?
1: What, in universe, what movie? What what movie about a character would you pair with it? So, like, what's the Barbie to the Osterhagen I movie? Put. Um, it, it uh, it would be. It's got to have Clive's girlfriend from series three as the lead.
2: Why does it have to have girl? Cl- she's girlfriend? she's
1: very shopping and pink and like. Stereotypical girly, isn't she?
2: Oh, you're, you're talking about Martha's dad, Martha's dad, Clive. Not okay. Oh, who Oh, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I said series three. Yeah, I know, but I didn't hear that. Um, no, it doesn't have to be. Why would it be about this person who's not famous in any way? I don't know. <laughs> who, well, who would it be then? Um, I don't know. Listeners, I want the answers. All
1: right, add that on to next week.
2: Stop demanding stuff of the listeners. They love right. it. They love getting involved. No. Some of them I, are even bringing know. their own weirdos to the group. I, I don't know. Yes. But I don't know.
1: <laughs> I, I want to know. So next week, write in, tell us.
2: Maybe it's just Barbie. Maybe they have
1: their own Barbie. <laughs> Maybe it's just Barbie. Yeah. Oster Hagen uh, and Barbie. <laughs> Barber Hagen. <laughs> Barbie Hagen. <laughs> <coughs> It's the wrong week to make me laugh when I've got such a horrible cough. Um, oh, look at him. I'm fucking
2: begging for sympathy. No, I'm just making it I my mean, easy. Now I've acknowledged the violin. cough. No, I've acknowledged the cough now so you don't have to cut all of them out. In this scene, we get Rose, we get um, Martha, kind of contacting the Crucible and being like, oh, yeah, I've got the Stark and I'm going to blow you up, you cunts," and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> um, and and then Rose is like, "Oh, she's good. Who's she? I like her." And and that warmed my heart. Yes, that was that was a very nice moment. I enjoyed that. And then Martha being like, "Who the fuck are you?" And she's like, "Oh, my my name is Rose. I'm Rose Tyler. Nice to meet you." And she's like, "Oh." Oh my god, he found you and and this is a beautiful moment yeah. right here because my queen Martha we already know that she has every single right in the universe to fucking despise this woman. <laughs> this is never like, met, yeah. To be like you caused <laughs> me nothing but misery for an entire fucking year, two years if you think about it, yeah. of my life because of you. Because that prick there wouldn't forget about you, Mrs. <laughs> fucking Blondilocks. Um, but she doesn't. No. She's just happy. She's just so happy for her friend. She's happy that they found each other. And, and I love her so much for not, for not being petty, for not holding a grudge. She's so much bigger than that. She's so much better. Mm. Uh, and I love Martha Jones come on leaps and bounds
1: from like utopia last season where martha's being written as this character
2: oh and she was a blonde all of this yes like, yeah it, she it, has, and again i will say she has every right to have that reaction though
1: yeah yeah oh yeah but aim towards 10 yes yeah yeah yes um so yeah no it, it's the moment we needed between these two because these two characters have been pitted by by men against each other Yes. almost relentlessly, so it's nice that their first somewhat interaction on screen together is is more of a case of, like, we're two normal people meeting each other for the first time. Yeah. And it's not, it's not, uh, like, I think you, you once said, it, uh, you, like, it, you were glad it wasn't the repeat of, like, Sarah
2: Jane and Rose in season two. hundred percent, because t- to this day, horrendous. Awful. Yeah. Hate it so it's much. It's not a great dynamic, um, yeah. Yeah, that there, there is a nice moment between Rose and Sarah Jane in this episode, though, so it's, you know... They have, they have kind of patched that up, but it's still, it's not good. Um, we, we we then at this moment we have Martha saying like, "What's up, cunts? I'm going to blow you up." And then we got Sarah Jane chiming. in. I didn't know you had the like, script with you. <laughs> yeah, I do. I got it verbatim here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then she's also like, "What's good, cunts? Look, I'm going to blow you up as well because I've got." I got this necklace mm-hmm. wired up to a vortex manipulator, which I guess is going to blow you up. So yep, but don't worry about it too much. Um, <laughs> um, and and I, I love Davros recognizing Sarah Jane Oh, as it's well. so good. Yeah, yeah. Really good moment. Yeah. And and Sarah Jane being <clears throat> like, yeah, it was me, cunt. And now I'm here. And now mm-hmm. I'm going to fucking kill you because she's a mother and a fighter. And I love that about her. It's great. This, this she's got that is- soda pop
1: boy. Yeah, she's got a soda pop boy. It's true. Yeah. Um this is the scene that I I love cuz it's like it's it there's the part of the doctor that is there like ah like you, you know when you big up your mate to someone and then they meet like another friend and they behave like an idiot and you're like this is so embarrassing for me. I've said you're an all right guy. Like the doctor has this with Davros where Davros is going on about how the doctor fashions people into weapons because he's you know, he's he's never the person to pull the trigger. He's never the person to hold -hmm. the gun. Um, And then these people come on screen, and Martha's like, I'll fucking blow up the earth! And Jack's like, I'll blow up this whole fucking thing! I don't give Mm -hmm. a fuck! And it's it's very much a case of, like... I understand the Daleks have led them to this point of desperation, but it does make the Doctor... In one of the best scenes of the episode, which we'll get onto in a sec... it it makes him confront this really ugly
2: truth of and it is the truth and that and that's why it's such a good scene that's why it's really effective having you know the the doctor's true nature not his true nature but just having this side of the doctor revealed to himself Mm. Um, and uh, was he aware of it was it subconscious who knows but he immediately is like yeah fair one like it's it it is very apparent to him cuz throughout this entire scene he just has like a horrible look of shame on his face Yeah, and you know like we get the flashbacks of like you know the controller and Linda with a y and the tree woman and and all this sort of that river song uh is it really really like heartbreaking but really effective scene of <clears> seeing <throat> all these people who you know sacrifice themselves in the name of the doctor and 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 where did it really get them ultimately? You know, yes, yeah. it's really good stuff.
1: I um, it, it, there's a great line from Davros, um, the I I I wrote it down, but it was it's probably not exactly how he said it, but it's the um, the Doctor, uh, the Doctor always running and never looking back uh, because he dare not out of shame. Yeah, and it's like, oh my god, that's so accurate. That's very true. Like, yeah, just everything we just said. Just this this. This man who who you know doesn't he he had a, he had a line in this very season you know I never would with the gun in his hand yeah but you know but would, would happily would. allow yeah would happily allow everyone else to yeah um yeah just just a bit of hypocrisy <laughs> called out by this idea that like yeah the, the doctor kind of looks down at the Daleks because of their you know their their kind of flagrant use of death to achieve goals mm. um, and it's you know it can be often exactly the same way
2: the doctor deals with scenarios and uh, you know this kind of thing has been brought up this this season as well it happened a little bit um <clears throat> when martha first came back and you know donna was very quick to call out like you turned her into a soldier and that's what you did to her you yeah
1: know? and that that's a that's another consideration in general is that season three finale had martha known as the savior mm. of earth, the person mm. who walked the earth, you know, like what, what, what's there's that line, like the doctor says, as if I would ask her to kill, um, yeah. uh, and all of this. And Martha is her whole role is to spread, you know, for whether you like the episodes ending or not, the whole idea is to spread. <laughs> yes. To, I know you don't. Uh, the whole idea is to spread prayer and peaceful word that would empower. Um, and in this one, you know, the unit training has led Martha to go, I'll blow up the world. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And it's, and that's not a comment on Martha's character, like regressing or being worse. It's more just the nature of what life after the doctor does to someone.
2: The doctor's influence. Yeah.
1: And whether, like you Mm. say, whether he's con, do do you reckon there's a consciousness of that? Do you reckon he's aware that he does this?
2: No, I don't think so. Mm. I think it's a, a subconscious thing. I, I don't think this is something he's purposefully doing.
1: I, I, I think, think there might be
2: an element of being willfully blind to it. Yes, that I believe. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just a a side effect of the doctor, basically. Yeah. And you know, this it, it comes up again. You know, like, but like, we're not done with people sacrificing themselves for the doctor. <laughs> I, trust no. me. That's not really something that ever goes away. So, like
1: that, that's just by nature of it being a, like a TV drama. <laughs>
2: like that. Yeah, yeah, but but you know these these ideas are, are brought up again and stuff. It's yeah, it's not something that's forgotten about. Um,
1: <sighs> it's always yeah. nice to see ten humbled. Is what I'm saying.
2: It is, yeah. And again, some great acting from David. Even even when he has nothing to say in the scene, he's still. Doing a fucking a great job mm. of um of of just well doing his job really yeah he's a he's a good lad um where are we here uh detonate the reality bomb all in credits all in uh, capitals because Davros screams that shit do you know this was trending on Twitter uh was this yeah detonate the reality when they were doing the the tweet along for this episode the tweet along which brought back Russell David and. And um, Catherine to Doctor Who, they uh, he Russell said, "Let's all tweet this in capitals at the t- at when it happens." And then <laughs> like everyone tweeted, "Detonate the reality bomb" or oh in like capitals. <laughs> and then <laughs> it didn- was because so many people tweeted, it was trending on Twitter. That is incredible. There must yeah. have been so many confused people. Was
1: there context like hashtag Doctor Who or something like?
2: It was hashtag Subwave Network was the, the okay. official
1: hashtag for it. But, <laughs> yeah (laughs) just picturing the amount of people just putting that out there and confuse people logging on being like whoa world leaders going whoa whoa, whoa, what's going on (laughs) does it
2: i do I need to be concerned by this that sweet along was also very good because um david was doing it through george's account because he doesn't have twitter Yes, um but but in the end it it just resulted in her just posting updates on his behalf because he he kind of just got sick of social media. He doesn't really know how it works, <laughs> like. And she was just posting updates like, "Oh, he's just folding the laundry now," and stuff. <laughs> and he's just he's just folding the washing whilst watching Doctor Who. But then also she just posted some really sweet photos of him just like watching it with just like the biggest smile on his face. Oh please, watching and it was all it was all very cute stuff. Um, I, I am yeah. in love
1: with how much of just a normal man David Tennant is in his off days. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Like he's doing all this massive, you know, performances as the doctor, and, and really, you know, bringing home the awards, being a great mm. actor, and then just there's there's videos of him just strutting about Morrison's, and, and <laughs> yeah. being like the staff were very friendly in Morrison's. <laughs> it's very fun. It is. It is. Um. So do, hang on before the before the reality bomb goes mm. off. Is it do, does Ten Two and Donna land before this? No. So when do they when do they land?
2: Or is that next? Uh, yeah, it's after this, yeah. Okay. It's immediately after. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Uh, 10-2 kind of shits the bed immediately. <laughs> I like this. This is very funny. <laughs> well, it's like it's like a big heroic moment of, like, the TARDIS <laughs> lands, and everyone's like, what the fuck? And yeah. another doctor steps out. Oh, he's wearing a beautiful blue suit. He looks good. i would tell Whoa. you that, but I don't know <laughs> what's going on. Uh, and then he's like got this weird sci-fi gun, and he's running towards Davros, and then he just like zap, you're done. Yeah, <laughs> Davros uses his
1: like Sith lightning powers or whatever yeah. he has. Um, what I like about that, and we 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 speak about this, you know, the lift shot gets reused quite a lot. There's often um, regeneration sound effects can be used for certain moments in Doctor Who. They reuse a lot of uh, sound effects and stuff. Um, and did you recognise the sound that Ten weird sci-fi gun makes when he, he specifically when he's in the TARDIS and he's got his foot up on the console and he goes ready? No, it is uh, the sound of none other than the laser screwdriver.
2: <laughs> really? What sound yeah. is that laser screwdriver? Well, you know, like it's it's laser sound.
1: Uh, yeah, because you know you know you know the sound where he goes shing. Pew.
2: Oh yeah, I think I know that. One. It's yeah. it's
1: the bit of that sound. Yeah. Oh all
2: right
1: yeah so um i like i mean i know that because i i had the toy of the laser screwdriver so I'm, fuck
2: it we get it
1: you're rich all right Fucking no, hell. this annoyed me right someone tagged like the podcast in this um oh, and, i saw
2: that It was sarah jane's lipstick
1: yeah but then they said like oh, and, and as if you didn't grow up rich or something it wasn't 239 pounds <laughs> when i bought it in 2008
2: yeah i bet it was
1: no it was like a tenner <laughs>
2: Mummy, mummy, buy me this one. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Lawrence, why do you need
1: the lipstick? <laughs> That's what my mum probably would have said. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. Um anyway, yeah, so he, he, he his laser screwdriver. I, I think there's a I know it's likely just the the sound department reusing a sound effect for a gun that would probably have emitted a laser if it ever got the opportunity. Um but there isn't there is a nice element of the last time the doctor was wielding something that made this sound effect, it was when he was at his, his like his angriest, his most desperate, his most desperate to take down the master, and the only thing he was able to do was hold and point a weapon at, at the master.
2: I appreciate you trying to find the connective theme for a reused sound effect, but I don't think that's. The <laughs> I think place. I think
1: there's something there. There's, <laughs> a, there's a reason that. they went into like the weapons folder, I guess, to I, bring out the sound don't... effect. I don't think so, I mean they're
2: just reusing a sound <laughs> effect, okay you're probably right, but I'm trying I'm almost <laughs> certainly right. <laughs> you appreciate the work I tried to do. it's fine. uh yes, so ten two shits the bed he gets zapped, yeah, um, Donna we- also shits the bed, but to be fair to Donna, she didn't have a clue what she's doing, so like I love it. Sh- I've got it. I don't what do know I what do? to do, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then she just gets like shocked, but trick that's what we needed Mm. um yes um and then the the dr donna comes to fruition really (coughs) Mm. dr donna is fully revealed donna's smart now and she can fuck with the daleks which is good i
1: I love this reveal because up until every the episode has been doing this literally since this pretty much the first time all the characters get to the crucible right Mm. and every single time someone walks into that room davros goes activate holding cell activate this holding cell 10-2 Ten yeah. two gets shocked. Activate holding cell. Underestimates Donna. Just zaps Donna. Leaves her be. Doesn't activate any holding cell. And yeah. it is his
2: ultimate downfall. It is. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. I love that. It culminates in everything mm-hmm. the show has been saying, isn't it? Don't take Donna for granted. Donna will yeah, 100%. surprise you.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and she does. She takes full control of the situation. It's a great scene, just having her like just fuck with the Daleks and seeing them spin around and scream like "Help me!" <laughs> yeah, as they spin around uncontrollably and stuff. It's it's good fun. It's and like everyone's it's like, like their bumper everyone's, cars. It is, yeah. And everyone's like pushing the Daleks out of the way and stuff. It's it's good fun. It's a bit of fun. And like this it. this
1: is the actual reunion. Now they've all got a bit of time where they're not trying to blow yeah. up the
2: world to be like nice yeah. to see you again. Yeah, everyone's having a little moment. We get some exposition about human biological metacrisis, and thank you mm-hmm. Davros, and all of this sort of stuff, um, which is all just all just vague science mumbo jumbo. You yeah. know, it's all just words and stuff. But but Donna, Catherine Tate, yes,
1: is fucking incredible in this scene. Yes, she has been studying David Tennant's mannerisms she has Mm. been got she has got a little notebook she's been writing them down it's all these little like the line delivery like thank you davros like all these little little tiny bits she does the well she does the head tilt she's done yeah yeah, she does the ha and it's and and she's good at it as well it doesn't come off as like someone cringe and pretending to do an impression of the doctor like it's like you (laughs) why why would you that's nasty (laughs)
2: You often do do cringe impressions.
1: I don't do cringe. The episode last week started with you doing cringe impressions. You always do a cringe
2: impression of the doctor. what like, when? What was the last time I did this? What does the doctor say after he, uh, when he's talking about the time he kissed Martha? Oh yeah, fair enough. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that
1: yeah, exactly was a genetic trance. You can't help yourself. I can't help myself. And Jack can't help himself either, Nathan. He's horny for three Doctors.
2: I chose to ignore Jack, and I wrote three (laughs) Doctors at River's Dream. because Yes, that's fair. Probably would be. So, fuck Jack.
1: Yeah, but Jack Jack is still horny.
2: Jack is very horny, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. So yeah, everyone's throwing around the Daleks. Um, Donna is just busy being the Doctor. I like that the... um, I, I there's I I kind of wanted a moment where the two
2: doctors look at each other and are a bit like huh, but this is, ten's never really ten doesn't ever really seem shocked by the mess yeah. crisis. Like at no point is he like this is weird. What's going on here? He's <laughs> just like like even when he shows up, everyone's like what the fuck's this? And then the fucking. Ten Two says human biological metacrisis, and he just goes, "Never mind that. Now we've got to figure out what the the fucking how to stop the reality bomb or whatever." <laughs> like and just... like, I get it. There's bigger fish to fry. There is, but he's still he's just like just seemingly not phased by this at all. Yeah, um, maybe because he knows what it means for Donna. Yeah, he, he probably susses it out there and then. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, oh, like this isn't good. But yeah, anyway, um, it's revealed that Dalek Khan. Has paved the way for the Doctor Donna. Dalek Khan has been pulling the strings, manipulating time. Um, and he's the reason we're here.
1: I. What do you make of this Dalek Khan betrayal,
2: redemption arc? Uh, I, I wouldn't call it a redemption arc. Yeah, he's I still an
1: think, absolute lunatic.
2: Yeah, I don't think Dalek Khan is now the good guy, the hero of the piece <laughs> at all. I think it's just a, Dalek Khan has gone completely insane. And yeah. he's like, well, fuck the Daleks and fuck everyone, actually. Fuck. He's got a full God complex,
1: isn't he?
2: Yes, yeah. 100%. And he's, he's, he wants to bring about the destruction of the Daleks so- and he sees a way to do that. Um, I love the way you said that. Does. Just fuck the Daleks fuck everyone, actually, <laughs> while we're here. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Oh uh, yeah, no, yeah. I think it is. <laughs> it is just that, isn't it? It's just a. Uh, mm. He saw a way to have complete and utter control of the universe and yes. its fate and was like, "Yeah, he's." There's a line about him, like I saw the Daleks and what they've done and what they've inflicted upon the universe, and I like decreed it no more or something. <laughs> but like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he gives a fuck what the Daleks have done. He's been sat there. He's,
2: he's just an insane fucking little squid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just don't worry about him too much. All right. Yeah, he's just—he's insane. He's giggling away, and he's and he's always talking about prophecies or whatever. Boom. Yeah. Just don't pay him that much attention. I reckon.
1: Did we praise last week? Did we praise Nick Briggs for his Khan did, performance? Yeah. Okay.
2: Cool. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, it's very good. Yeah. It's it's, good. it's so good. I flew yeah. into the
1: heart.
3: <laughs>
2: Um so they send all the planets back home. Power the lost minute push. Mm-hmm. Off they go, Clom. All very good stuff. Um but some happened- I can't remember what, but something happens which stops them. There's only one planet left. Very funny when (laughs) they're like oh there's only one planet oh guess which one because of course of course it's earth man i like i like that that that's the show's way of
1: being like hey (laughs) (laughs) a little extra bit of drama for you there guys (laughs) um of course uh, it's yeah it's ten it's tenant's little giggle it's it's
2: like oh god
1: guess which one the
2: the final the finale of this episode would be nowhere near as heartwarming and dramatic if it was Clom that they was dragging back (laughs) yeah to to in space you just see a load of absorbaloffs just fucking just shaking about on the planet as he gets dragged through space you know yeah they're all looking out there with their twitching
1: curtains going what's going on out there yeah exactly um (laughs) So oh. anyway, the the doctor he you know he says we can use the Tardis. He runs into the Tardis. He starts setting wait, some whoa,
2: stuff up. Whoa, wait, 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 I'm not For I'm not bit. where you
1: think I'm at. Are you not? I'm still going to get to what ten two's doing. Oh, okay, fair. Yeah, fair. yeah. Because the, the t- I thought you just brushing over
2: the genocide. No, no. <laughs> of that man in the blue suit? No, of course not. It's my yeah. my whole thesis. He looks good while he's doing it. God forbid, time lords have hobbies. <laughs> fashion, right? fashion being his hobby. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah,
1: so the tenth Doctor runs back into the TARDIS. He starts doing some fiddling with the controls. He's he's getting the TARDIS ready to be this big force, basically, yeah. um, and doing whatever he needs to do. He's he's the equivalent of the sci-fi hooking up of the tow cables to the planet. Um, yeah, <sighs> and anyway, uh, but outside what's going on, um, you you get this kind of like sinister performance from David Tennant playing 10-2 Ten Two. You know, mm. you, you know, they say, what did he say? Something like they've got to be stopped. This is still even even without the reality <laughs> bomb. This a fleet this size, still, an empire this size yeah. can still wipe out the reality, the world itself or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he says they've got to be stopped. And Don says, just wait for the doctor. And there's so, look, what this series is known for the doctor saying, I am the doctor. Right it's like I know I know it's like it's it'd be silly to call it a catchphrase but every doctor has a kind of a moment where they go I'm the doctor mm. and they and they get their moment and this is it's the first time Usually in the time... first episode. Yeah it, yeah usually yeah. Um, but it's this is the first time I think it's felt sinister. Yeah. It feels not great. Um, and yeah I I can't remember what he does he basically just blows them up. He start he like twists
2: a little dial and starts blowing them all up. Yeah, he feeds back some duralcanium, fucking. But look, don't matter. They they've got a control panel which can spin them around. All right, yeah. like, Don't worry about it. He does some sign shit and blows them all up. Right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's um, yeah. It, I'm not sure. Yeah, this it serves a lot of purposes. That table. Don't worry about it. You don't. It's not important. <laughs> all right. How the fucking. How he gets there is not important. It's about just what happens, yeah. right?
1: As is always the way for Doctor Who. Yes. Yeah, it's it's the destination. Um, so anyway, yeah, starts blowing up all the Daleks, um, which obviously pisses off the uh, Doctor when he comes out, and they're all started blowing up. Yeah. Um, so then we get everyone kind of rushes back into the The, the Crucible's blowing up um uh-huh. and everyone's blowing up with it all the daleks in there so everyone needs to get into the tardis um and we we get like a team roundup through the door which is quite funny um everyone gets their name shouted out um apart from 10-2 i think 10-2 just runs in first because there's nothing
2: <laughs> well, <he's laughs> all, well the doctor's on one side and 10-2's on the other oh right yeah 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 and, um, he, and he's like cheering them on as they come in basically <laughs>
1: Oh is that is, is that not the doctor doing that? Is that is that that 10-2 shouting their names?
2: No no yeah t- 102's the one like Mickey. Oh yeah, I, I always thought that
1: was the doctor.
2: No that's 102 yeah. Oh, Doctor's so on the outside yeah.
1: He's so he's there just being like you fucking this prick.
2: He's seething <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Um okay and then <clears throat> we we get a bit of a hypocritical line from Davros. Um he names the what does he name the doctor?
2: destroyer of worlds was it
1: something like that yeah um (laughs) those in in glass houses davros (laughs) creator of the reality
2: bomb yeah but it's the doctor though (laughs) isn't it i think the point he's making is that like i I think that's the exact point he's making the fact that it is the doctor and that he is the one who's done this they're like you know, the doctor who's usually the saviour, the one who stops the fucking, the bad things from happening. You did this. Yeah. I name you Destroyer of Worlds or whatever. Yeah, it's more
1: a case of everything he's been <clears throat> begging Davros not to do. Yeah. He goes and does.
2: Um, but anyway. But the doctor is still true to himself and his nature. He, and the doctor, you know, because these doctors are at, like, very different places in their fucking... um like growth, I guess, and like, yeah, um, and, and how they deal with things, and you know, that's a big part of like how it's kind of wrapped up. But, um, this doctor is like our doctor, the, the doctor, is has <clears throat> you know, thanks to the help of his friends and, and everyone like that, he's he's in a position where he he's not necessarily this blood rage filled vengeance seeking monster, you know, and he's like. True to himself, he even offers to help Davros. He even wants to to take Davros with them so we can help him and not fully let everyone die. But Davros is like, nah, fuck off, cunt. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm staying here. I'm gonna die with my ship. Yeah. Um, I mean, he obviously doesn't, but you know, that's you. You can Davros is like one of those villains, much like the Master, and yeah. you know you can you can never really fully kill off. You know. You can have ambiguous endings to them. But even if they'll sh- always they'll always show up again down the line. And they always should, yeah. I think, as well.
1: Cause they're they're like they're a staple of the show. And 100%. they are they're never ever ever considered gone. No. Yeah. And they don't have to like like for example, if if the doctor was ever set to die, we'd always say the doctor could return. Mm. Um and it's the same same goes for both of them. Um Anyway, so everyone gets in on the TARDIS, um, and they the last bit of the puzzle. I'll tell you what, it was,
2: it, to be fair, it was quite a while before Davros came back, though. Like, I think it was a good ten years or so. Yeah, I suppose it was before actually. It, before it happened. So fair play. To and it. is that
1: that's the same actor again? Is it
2: same actor? Yeah, same yeah. actor. Who comes back?
1: Was it explained how he got out of the reality bomb or not nope. the reality bomb the the thing?
2: Nope, don't think so. <laughs> just I'm chilling as 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 it should be. Yeah, yeah. Don't just fuck it
1: yeah fair enough Um, Mm. yeah everyone's so the last piece of the puzzle to getting Earth home um, is they need they need Mr. Smith they need like a TARDIS base code or something Um, well they need the
2: Torchwood Rift first of all oh yes my mistake yeah they they need the Torchwood Rift so the Doctor gets on the phone he gets on the blower to the Torchwood team gets them to open up the Torchwood Rift Um, he then asks Jack who's that what's her name and uh he's like Gwen Cooper. He says, Oh Gwen, do you have a old Cardiff family? And she's like, Yeah, yeah, way back to the eighteen hundreds. And then uh Tenth Doctor says, and this is what I wrote down, he says, Oh, spatial genetic multi mu- spatial genetic multiplicity. That's just three different words. <laughs> that is <laughs> spatial genetic multiplicity. Funny old world. Why? Also, they're both on Earth. Why would it need to be spatial? Like, It doesn't even make I'm sense. I d- don't know, yeah, but that's what it's... I put on subtitles so I can write it down. Spatial genetic multiplicity. Funny. It's just three different words. Yeah, the worst thing is it's something that but doesn't even... But I love even, it, though.
1: It, it doesn't even need to
2: be explained. <laughs> no, it doesn't, but, you know. Yeah. spatial. L- and then him and Rose have a funny... <coughs> oh. Like they, like they do, which is very cute. I yeah, enjoyed that
1: they both said um, That's Gwyneth yeah.
2: <laughs> Yes, um, but they use the the Torchwood Rift to to wrap around the Tardis, and they do that with Mister Smith's help. But they need the Tardis base codes, so someone has to get out of the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. He's back. <laughs> Our king makes an He's appearance. He's finally allowed out of the cupboard. <laughs> He's finally allowed out of the cupboard. and He can stop messing with that black hole or whatever he's doing for a few seconds and come and fucking transfer the TARDIS base code (laughs) to Mr. Smith with the worst way to transfer data ever. Mm. Just a big fucking stick. (laughs) Like a little, just a little fucking circle on a big stick. (laughs) I love the
1: concept that these two robots from alien planets and the future and everything else, they don't have Bluetooth they can't, know, they've yeah. got like I could, I'd have an easier time sending something over
2: airdrop. <laughs> it's not this. even airdrop, it's just this. And these are this is cutting edge technology <laughs> from the 51st century. It's just a big fucking stick.
1: I mean, in, to be fair, in K9's case, it was cutting edge technology pictured by a man in the 70s or something. Yes, yeah. Um. So, I can excuse it a little bit, but yeah, it's very funny that K9's allowed out the cupboard, but then
2: straight back in yeah. the cupboard he goes. No, he doesn't go in. No, no, but he, he stays does. But he's, no, he stays out because we've seen with Luke when the, when the TARDIS is getting dragged. All right, well, then he might stay out for a quick celebration, check that Luke gets back, all right, and then he's like, right, seriously, I'll go get back right. to the cupboard. i, I got to go back to deal with that black hole. Um,. And then, <coughs> um, and then, so they have the 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 Torchwood Rift, wrap whatever that. I mean, what does that mean? But who, who cares? The Rift is always tor- whatever the Rift needs to do. Uh, the Rift is so fucking vague. It's such bullshit. We're harnessing the power of the Rift. What does that even mean? Nothing. Who cares? Um, it's wrapped around Ms- <coughs> the Tardis by Mister Smith somehow, um, and because of that. They're going to fly VF home, so everyone gets a little section of the TARDIS. The doctor's walking around telling them, you know, this is the reason it's always rattling around the place is because it's actually made for six pilots, and that's why it's got, like, these little segments in the console. So you do this, you do this. Uh, No, Jackie. No, 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 not not you. Don't touch anything. Kills me every fucking time. It's so funny. And just the defeated (laughs) look on Jackie's face, like yeah but i think she gets mess. it though doesn't yeah, she she's she like does. i would fuck this up yeah yeah, yeah. and and um, that's just a good bit of that jackie 10 dynamic which yeah. i've missed as well it's uh a good bit of fun he loves poking fun at her so
1: and and i and i, I yeah i also think there's an element of it where he's like this is actually too important for jackie to be involved <laughs> <Yeah>. in it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um which i like but yeah so um yeah everyone hands out uh mm. everyone helps out all hands on deck um I like that. There's no, now a new added quality to Donna, where Donna is doing a bit of quality assurance on the flying as well. Um, like Donna's like, "Good job, Jack. I think you're doing the best." Actually, out of all of them, mm. um, she's, she's having a little flirt, isn't she? Yeah, she's having. A, she's having a little. She's rizzing, she's laying captain.
2: some rizz.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, you said it.
2: <laughs> mm. um, uh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Lawrence. I will bloody tell you what. Go on. The TARDIS flying the Earth back home. All right, It's So fucking ridiculous, and it's so stupid, and it's so fucking cheesy, but I adore every single second of this scene. Yeah. this is doctor who magic in its purest form i knew I mean, it this, i knew i was going to ask this, you if this was the magic this is the embodiment of doctor who magic all right this is just a pure moment of celebration it's everyone's joining together it's the doctor's family and friends all come together to fly the tardis and take the earth home there they're winning the day it's a celebration and i i just love it so much. i you know i don't even care that it's purposefully shot in a way you can't see what anyone's doing on the console because there's nothing for most of them to do, all right? You see Sarah Jane move that lever back and forth like 12 times. You see the captain pulling that thing up and down, but that's basically all anyone can do on it at this point.
1: Yeah. All right? It's it's very telling when they're all supposed to, (laughs) when each pilot is supposed to have their own segment. It becomes yeah. very apparent that, oh,
2: we actually haven't even got a dinger on this bit. <laughs> like, There's only three working parts on that console at this point, okay? So that is very clear, <laughs> but I don't even care because yeah. it's such a good scene. And, you, you know, we've got the score as well, the fucking, the Yude mm. song, uh, scoring the whole thing. It's beautiful. I love everything about this scene. It it's so good.
1: It's an incredible scene for everyone on the TARDIS. It, it does feel like a culmination of... It's. It, I mean, it's designed to be, and it's purposely, you know, um, conceived to be a swan song to this. These characters, these characters, yes. they all get their hero moment. They're all in equal parts the hero of the era. Um, wh- why do you do this? Why stop this?
2: Come on!
1: So distracting. Was singing, um uh, but back on Earth it is equally as wholesome, uh Wilf's doing headers in the living room, um <laughs> well, that's when they're back, well, yeah, but that's where the scene goes. It takes them back, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, I like that I, I love Francine is just out spinning and twirling in the front garden, <laughs> yeah.
2: she does a little spin in the garden <clears throat> she
1: i mean she she's appreciating life, she's a queen <laughs> that she she um, you know, she had a rough year. And she's, she's probably been meditating since, you know, to yeah. reconnect with the earth um, and kind of uh, center herself and calm herself after a very, very traumatic experience. And I just love that, you know, things go back to normal for her and she goes out and has a little twirl. It's joyous and it's warm. Yeah, it's, um, it's
2: beautiful stuff.
1: And everyone's having a good time. Um, but yeah, and then, I don't know, I guess after this, we get the the longest goodbye the one by one everyone leaves
2: scene. Well yeah, we land in a park in Cardiff. Um <laughs> yeah. and everyone everyone just kinda like leaves the TARDIS one by one. Mm. Uh, has a little <clears> moment <throat> with the doctor. Sarah Jane says goodbye, she rushes off back home to Luke. Um Martha and Jack come out together, I believe. Um, and they're like Yes. Uh, and they're like, well, we're, we're going to go do some Torchwood stuff. Yeah, maybe, so I,
1: this this made me laugh, right? Because it was a... Um, they they said, Jack... You know, Jack's I'm not sure if Unit is the place for you. And it's implied mm. that she's like, come and have a job at Torchwood. But Martha's already gone and had a job at Torchwood.
2: And it was the worst three days of her life. <laughs> well, this is because um, both Martha and Mickey were going to appear in Torchwood series 3. They oh, were, okay. They were both going to be in Children of Earth. Oh, um, I didn't know this. Yeah, on the team. Um I don't know why it didn't happen. I think it was probably scheduling or something. Mm. Um but but yeah, they, that was supposed to be the case. Um but yeah, didn't happen. Um Martha was going to play I think the the role. You know that, that like new girl on the team in Torchwood series 3 who's like Infiltrates like the, the government, sort of thing, with oh, the, the contact I think, lenses. I think I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I think Martha was supposed to take on that role, sort of thing, right? I see. Um, but but yeah, that was obviously rewritten and stuff. <clears throat> um, and and didn't end up happening, which is why Mickey and Martha go off with Jack.
1: I see. So, okay, yeah. And it's still not time to talk about them, is it? Yeah, no,
2: it's not. Yeah. We we talk about that when we get there. Um, but yeah, thereof, Mickey, you know, he's he's done with the parallel worlds. He's clearly him and Rose are done. He has a nice little goodbye to Jackie. But yeah, I'd say that's him done with the Tylers, I guess. I,
1: I was going to make a point of um, him saying a goodbye to Sarah Jane. But then I remembered they do actually see each other again more substantially in Sarah Jane Adventures after this point.
2: Yeah, they do. Yeah,
1: because yeah. the, the 11th Doctor shows up in... I,
2: I even think after the 10th toxic season, <clears throat> after this and Sarah Jane. Oh, after this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think the, the very last thing, like when he was on it, the very last thing David Tennant filmed was Sarah Jane.
1: Oh, shit, really?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that's so strange.
3: What yeah. the hell? <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, but, yeah, sorry. Uh, so, Norway.
2: So, yeah. Norway, Dalek uh, better known as Bad Wolf Bay. Um, but we're here, we're back on the parallel Earth, we're back on Pete's world. Where's Pete? Fuck, fucking, yeah, he couldn't about. be asked for this one. No, he's on the nursery run. Little Tony,
1: <laughs> we're little Tony. I love, I love that. We called him Doctor, <laughs> did you
2: really? No. Yeah, <laughs> no, no you're
1: Yeah, we called a child the Doctor, <laughs> you yeah. <fucking> idiot. <laughs>
2: yeah, ah, <laughs> oh, what do you think of this? This, uh consolation prize that rose gets uh
1: so so i have yeah there's there's two parts to this yes the first one is it's mickey doesn't go back to parallel earth
2: no fuck mickey
1: and it is never explained why rose needs to be back on parallel earth it is, it, they, I, I listened out for it in the episode, and please, please, someone correct me if I'm wrong, if it's been expanded on, if you saw anything in the episode or whatever. But there is no other reason other than the Doctor goes, like, you need to because
2: you've got this do- this Doctor now. I, I think there's... <clears throat> I, don't, I don't think she fully needs to. She doesn't really need to be here, but I think... Uh, the doctor thinks this is the best option for her, given this is where her family live, this is where her dad is, this is where <coughs> Jackie and her... her Jackie's not going to want to leave Rose behind, and she's obviously mm-hmm. got a son as well, which she needs to look out for. she yeah, they, leave her they son not want to come back to...
1: But, I guess
2: but then he'd have to go years, get them. Yeah. But then he'd have to go get them and stuff and everything.
1: Oh, yeah, it'd be a shame <laughs> if only they had a fucking time
2: machine that could go. No, but they can't though because they can only get through at this one point. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... So it's it's not as simple. Otherwise, you just land at the mansion. Save them having to go to fucking Norway. I do know? love Jackie's fat lot of good. This is. <laughs> I'll have to call your father. Yeah, exactly. Um, but but yeah. Um, I I I think. It's just a, a number of factors that the, the doctor basically decides this is the best thing for it, and also yeah. maybe having a doctor, a, another doctor, run about his universe isn't the best thing. So oh, that's pop probably him off true. Into, yeah, pop him off into Pete's world.
1: So. Yeah, it's a kind of a tactical. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. don't, I don't really give a fuck about this version of Earth if they want to fucking yeah. run rampant. Um. Yeah. So <laughs> the consolation prize. Um. there's a part of me that i i really appreciate and like the idea of the doctor and his tragic fate with rose being that he was never the version that rose needed he was never the one that could settle down and stop and Mm. could grow old with her and i think it's it's very within ten and ten's vanity um that for the rest of his life, he has to reconcile with, there's a version of him that is just that little bit more human that that lives the life he desperately wanted but could never live with Rose. Mm -hmm. And on the other part of me, it's... It just... There's a strangeness to it. There's an uncanniness to it that feels a little weird because he's like, I've got his memories, I've got everything, like, I but it, but it isn't the same person they disagree on things these two people have their own will and
2: that's just because there are different points in their life though.
1: yeah but I don't know and 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 the, I'm not sure I appreciate the notion of like this man needs your help you need to help him like you helped me and Rose is like yeah but I did all of that <laughs> like I'm not just someone's mum <laughs> like I, Rose is probably like no, I want I a little bit for me as well
2: I didn't see it that way
3: and
1: I, and I i don't either these are all just bits that make me i think it was a difficult scenario to to write rose out of the show but for rose to get a happy ending
2: i think what we have here is we have in in the rest of this episode we have heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak
3: okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah for the
2: rest of this episode okay and this is the, this is the first domino in that line um and this whole scene is just incredibly sad to me because it's what the doctor wants but it's what he can never have because the doctor can't settle down the doctor can't just like give up uh his life of you know adventures and traveling the universe and saving planets and all this kind of stuff he can't give that up um uh, and he also can't be with rose um and i think this kind of like i call it a consolation prize kind of like uh, kind of like colorfully but it is that a little bit because i think rose kind of proves that herself like when she says it's not the doctor and even when she kisses him once she realized the doctor was gone, she then like looks towards the TARDIS and like kinda like goes for it a little bit. I think there's a part of her which knows it's it's not quite what she wanted. It's not quite yeah. the same thing. <clears throat> um I I is it the best ending for her? <laughs> no, but it's probably the best ending she could get given the circumstances. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I I agree. I
1: I think there's there's absolutely that element of feasibly you can't mm. say it's a bad ending because she ends up with a doctor who is the doctor. Yes, but it's like a, a doctor who
2: she can grow old with and live with for the rest of her life. Yeah, but it's and like a clone thing, life. isn't
1: it? It's like if you you know they they are still but then even then it's more complicated because they are the same person he will grow to be this version of the doctor. Um yeah it's strange and i think i think they could have solved it if after that moment of rose lining them up and saying Mm. last time we were here on the worst day of my life what did you say to me and 10 says rose tyler and she goes and how is that going to end and he can't say it he he specifically plays a little like he says that does it need to be said in this moment very much so yeah it's it's your chance again um and then when the other, when Ten2 is able to say it, I would have appreciated if that was. Rose went, This is the man that is worthy of me now. This is the one that well, can that is, admit it.
2: She does. That is kind of what happens in the fact that she then kisses him. <clears throat> yeah, but then the lunge back for the TARDIS kind of takes yeah, away from that. I just think that. that's yeah. a moment of weakness, really, because yeah. it's still. She, she didn't really get a chance to say goodbye <clears throat> to this doctor, you know? Yeah. And. I don't know, I, it's it's just heartbreaking for the Doctor himself just to, you can just see the look on his face as he just watches them kiss and it's just, it's just, it's the life he wants but it's the life he can never have so he's just like, I gotta go man I gotta go, so he just heads back to the TARDIS with Donna and it's Oh, it's not good.
1: It's very, very sad times. Yeah. Yeah. And the worst thing is... is he gets back into the TARDIS and then it's even sadder times. I
2: know. And then it's just, it's, we're not done with the heartbreak tour because, <laughs> oh my God. Um, what is one of the most heart wrenching moments in all of Doctor Who, really, mm-hmm. it's a, a lot of people will say it's the, it's the saddest companion exit. And, and I, would probably agree with that off the top of my head. It's, it's, it's so tragic. What happens to Donna? It's so heartbreaking. And yeah, and the way it builds up to it, it's, it's really well done. Cause you have the doctor. He's obviously still heartbroken about what happened there, but then Donna's like a bit excited. Oh, where should we go? You know, we've got a f- fell spoon and all this kind of stuff. She's having fun. She's figuring out where, where they'll go next on their adventures. But then there's just this like, knowing look on the doctor's face and mm. he's just like yeah it's not gonna happen and then you know you can you know you can fix that circuit if you try hot wiring the fragment leaks and supersede in the binary 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 yeah. binary yeah
1: it, it's fucking uh. rough right because like she's doing the there's a part of you that at first believes that mm. things are going to be okay and that <clears throat> we got this version of donna that is like the the pokemon is fully upgraded or whatever like it's fully evolved and donna is no but donna's like she she's finally appears as special as she's always been mm. and she she has all this knowledge and this this is going to make traveling with the doctor such a blast but yeah when you start to see that the doctor's not happy about something and then you realize that if the doctor knows there's something wrong she would also know that there's something wrong but you realize that she's doing the ten-word babble. She's deflecting the problem away, pretending yeah. it will go away if they can just keep talking and saying stuff, um, to avoid like the the horrible truth of it all. And it's just, oh god, that the moment where like he says, and there's never been one before, and you know why? And she, that she, she says like because there can't be. And she's just she's so it it almost comes across as bitter mm, that she's yeah, like this is not fair. But yeah, this is my pride It's not.
2: Yeah. It's not fair at all. No, it's it's very much unfair. Um, and it. I wrote that it's like when when he wipes her memories, it's like he's almost essentially <coughs> holding a pillow over her face while she begs for her life. Yeah, because. She's just begging him not to do this. She doesn't want to have her memory wiped. She doesn't want to forget about everything she's done with the doctor. She even says, "You know, like I was going to be with you forever." The doctor mm. and Donna in the TARDIS traveling universe and all this sort of stuff. And it's just like sh- she can't because she'll die. She like got like fucking two more minutes left before she just blows up. So like fucking hell.
1: It's. I think it's the note the notion of like it's not even that she will like lose these powers or these this knowledge that she's attained in the last hour or No, I don't
2: think anyone would give a fuck about that. I think the daughter would be like, fuck that, who cares? Like it's Mm. it's her life which is the main thing.
1: Yeah. And it's and it's the it's it's also all the personal growth she's done since. It's it's Mm. knowing the person that she was capable of being and the person that she actually always was if she stopped disparaging herself and disliking the route her life had gone in and everything else. And it's, it's, it's almost like, imagine like you work for like a full year on yourself. You feel better within yourself. And then someone immediately just snaps their fingers. And that mindset, the old mindset that you hated so much about yourself is returned and it's, and you're stuck Mm. in it. And you also don't even know what's happened. You don't even know why you're back that way. It's yeah, yeah, it's, it's
2: yeah, it really is tragic. And that that's part of the tragedy and again just the way she she begs for him not to as he just wipes her memory again beautiful score by murray gold all throughout it just to really drive home the heartbreak and then it's gone Her memory's wiped he takes her back home um sets her down in the in in the bed so she can have a little rest and stuff and then I, i wrote this down because i think it's just one of the most beautiful quotes in Doctor Who, and I think it's just something that I think really needed to be said to to Sylvia, especially to, uh, for for her to hear this. But he says to her, "I just want you to know there are worlds out there, safe in the sky, because of her. There, there are people living in the light and singing songs of Donna Noble, a thousand million light years away. They will never forget her, while she can never remember." And for one moment, one shining moment, she was the most important woman in the whole wide universe. Sylvia says, she still is. She's my daughter. Then the doctor kind of snaps at her a little bit Mm. and then says, well, maybe you should tell her that once in a while. And I think that is something Sylvia very much needed to hear.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because that's that's always been a two-part of the puzzle, right? Like, Sylvia Mm. has always been the reason Donna looks down on herself
2: like yeah throughout this whole mm. series we've brought it up multiple times there's there's little lines and snipes that sylvia has at donna where she's just constantly putting her Mm. down and she's really not doing her any favors at all and she is kind of she has been this kind of like toxic parent figure in her life for for quite a while um and i don't think it's something she realized she was doing but no not at all but I think yeah, she definitely needed to hear this from the doctor. Mm.
1: And and I, yeah, just those. Mm. I don't know, man. Just just everything after that as well with the um, like Donna. Because what ends that conversation? Because Sylvia is probably about to snap back. It's not within Sylvia's character mm. to take the lesson. Um, um yeah. at least not at this point. But then we see the door fling open, and th- this moment where the tenth Doctor kind of sits back and readjusts his like frame of, yeah. of how he's sitting because he you know, he doesn't want to look like anything intense or the whole room suddenly feels very quiet to, to respect the boundaries now that they have to put up for Donna. Yeah. Um, and Donna's there like, you know, I fell asleep on my bed in my clothes, like a, like a flipping kid. Like, what have I missed this time? What's all What's and it's just, it's Catherine Tate does such a phenomenal job of like showing Donna in these stages of her life. Mm. And, how quickly she's just become so unfamiliar to us as this is obviously donna from when we first met donna this is this is the donna that we that hasn't grown and warmed on us and like this is yeah just just i don't know the the way all of that works and then even then with the um the doctor saying goodbye to donna and she just gives him up she turns around she's like whatever like she says see ya but it's very much a case of like i don't give a fuck go away yeah Yeah, like why are you talking to me um yeah man absolutely fucking eviscerated
2: me i was crying yeah and if uh you thought we were done with the heartbreak (laughs) well tough fucking titties we got more no we got more fucking heartbreak Lawrence. not the old man not will the old man on the doorstep all right fucking hell tell you what if it wasn't sad enough it's raining yeah this this is the gif they do the gif this is this is the gif everyone uses the sad doctor in the rain gif um he says it's like atmospheric disturbance or whatever because why can
1: they never let weather be weather
2: they can't there's something about it isn't there
1: yeah you'll have quite a bit of this that's not snow (laughs) that's the fucking ash and dead skin of a billion sycorax
2: (laughs) it's fun isn't it (laughs) no (laughs) it's not it's weird it is it's good fun um But yeah, they got they got a bit of rain going on. He steps out into the rain and oh what Will says about fucking um you know, every night I'll look up on her behalf mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff broke me. I was a mess after this. I yeah. was bawling my eyes out. It was so fucking sad, man. And, and, and I I think And such a beautiful scene as well. I think the fact that, you know, sadly, um Bernard Cribbins sadly passed away recently. I think that just like drove up the fucking the the emotion of it all and it was Mm. just it was so sad and i couldn't stop crying watching this scene i've
1: always loved the and this this comes back we're not uh, and i won't say anything but like there's there's Mm. wilf and the doctor's bond is very 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 lovely and very Mm. wilf is it's it's rare that the doctor needs to take heed from someone else yeah um i know a lot of the time he shouldn't be alone and a companion's relationship is the reason the doctor is the best version of himself but it's very rare that he needs to take advice from someone um and donna and wilf have been two people that absolutely have not they've Mm. adhered to that so strongly in that donna made the doctor the best version of him of himself um and often challenged him aggressively when he when she thought he was wrong and Wilf has also been one of those people that the Doctor just sees the absolute best of humanity in, um, yeah. and like Wilf, Wilf's... Wilf, Wilf, the the reason for Wilf is that he's everyone's granddad, isn't he? He's supposed to be everyone's like an archetype for everyone's old granddad or grand grandma or something. Like he's he's just that fam- familial connection, um, and yeah, just the, yeah, you're right. The line about him looking up at the skies on Donna's behalf, and like the way the doctor turns around so quickly he says thank you and turns around so quickly i genuinely mm. think it's cuz the doctor's about to fucking break down
2: oh, 100% and he just yeah. needs
1: to get himself to the tardis and get
2: like just get private cuz and that's the real tragedy of the episode well it's not there's a lot of tragedy to the episode um the real tragedy is probably Donna but like <clears throat> when you when you think about like well 10 minutes ago, this yeah. TARDIS was full. <laughs> yeah. It was packed with people. The f- The fullest the TARDIS has ever been. Full of everyone. Everyone was happy, cheering, clapping, hugging one another, the other doctors. How, you know, like Sarah Jane even said, you act like such a lonely man, but you have the biggest family in the universe and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And he had his family, his friends, all with him, all celebrating the fact that they won, that the day was saved, that the Earth was back home, and and now it's just him just all alone in there, just heartbroken, no one else. And it's, and that's, it's such a fucking sad ending. And I'm so glad they cut the original ending. Um, where, oh, is this where, the Cybermen? Yeah, where the Cybermen pop up out of nowhere and just grab him, because it just undercuts it massively. Yeah, Just really just takes that moment and just like, whoop, see you later. And that, that's, <laughs> this is the moment itself, because I, I was thinking to myself,
1: was this the one that had the Cybermen? And I couldn't quite remember. Um, oh. But for there to be anything else other than a sad mm. Doctor would have felt so bizarre. Like, it's the yeah. first episode in a while that's ended. Like, look at the past couple. Like, there was... Everyone dying and the the Daleks mm. are back. Uh, the one before that was Rose is coming back and everything's bad wolfified. Like, mm. it's it just... It, all of it, for a while, has been all systems go. And it, you needed a moment where the Doctor sits back and just reflects. And that's the end of the episode. He does not win. He saves yeah. the Earth and saves the day, but it's a terrible day for him. He's alone. Yeah.
2: He's, he's so incredibly alone. He had to... Wipe his best friend, wipe his best friend's memory, and now it's just it's just him in this big old box. Yeah. Off he goes. Yeah, sad times, sad, but at
1: least next stuff. week we have the best episode of Doctor Who, according to you.
2: I never said
3: that. Nathan, <laughs> should we that. do Other Weirdo?
2: Has been my official words, Lawrence. I think we should do Weirdo ah. of the week.
3: Weirdo of the
2: WEEK weirdo. This is everyone's favourite segment of the show where we get to take a chance to look back on some of the weird and wonderful and grubby little characters who come across our screen each and every week while we're watching this silly old show that is Doki Who. Uh, Lawrence, who's your weirdo for this week? My weirdo is the Supreme Dalek, Nathan.
1: Ooh, and why is that, Lawrence? Um, So throughout the episode, there's this big ongoing thing of, you know, no one kill the Doctor's companions, right? The Children of Time they all need to be dalek khan has prophesied that the children of time will gather on the crucible and one of them will die and it's a big mm. old thing davros says himself not even the supreme dalek would would go against dalek khan's wishes like this no one would defy dare defy the prophecy laid out by dalek khan um and that line of dialogue comes about 3 minutes after we see the supreme dalek execute jack <laughs> Yeah, but because Jack turned around with, an, and this is why I mentioned it earlier, right? With an extremely ineffective weapon that doesn't yeah. even leave a scratch on the Supreme Dalek, and he's like, "Exterminate! <laughs> How dare you!" I kind of like that. I like I, I do too. Supreme I like Dalek that no is... one's listening to Davros and his weird freak yeah. squid. Yeah, and they think they're way more important than they are.
3: Yeah, but
1: it it did it did make me laugh because I was like. I just, it, like, it's the way they go. Even the Supreme Dalek wouldn't dare defy these rules. And it's like, yeah. oh, I think
2: you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, made me, I'd never noticed it before, and it made me laugh. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Um, I will say, I think it's slim pickings for weirdos this week. Yeah, Because while... While it is <coughs> such a big episode with, like, a big cast and it's jam-packed with everyone, there's not a lot of weirdo behavior, really. There's not no. a lot of moments where you're like, oh, that's strange or something like that. There's there's no f- funny little grubby moments. The only one I could really pick out was, and this always makes me laugh, um, is Davros. He has his... His big Hitler-esque speech, you know, where he's talking about the dust becoming atoms and he gets really into it and he lets the mechanical yeah. side of him takes over and he fully screams at one point and he raises his finger into the air as he screams, detonate the reality bomb. And then he's waving his finger at the camera. <laughs> And then some other stuff happens, and it's like a few <laughs> minutes past, and then it cuts back to him, and he's still there, just <laughs> waving his finger at the camera. It's probably been about two minutes in universe time, but he's just been sat there this whole time with just his finger just pointed at the camera, which doesn't exist in universe. Yeah, and just waving it about. So everyone's um, there, like Davros is disco fevering <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and locked like, in place. Like, what's he doing? Is he all right? <laughs> <laughs> he's just there just shaking that finger back and forth <laughs> and I just like to think about that from yeah. other people's point of view yeah um, you like to
1: picture like a, it cuts to a wide and like it's like detonates the reality bomb uh, it yeah. cuts to a wide and then you might hear some like clinking of machinery downstairs <laughs> from a few floors below or Davros is just <laughs> disco things <laughs> Yeah.
3: Saturday Night
2: Fever from Davros, or just the um, the little whir of a Dalek move, just like. I've got to go, go and You know it. when you get those videos that are like, like they've taken all the sound out and then yeah. done the like the what it actually sounds like sort of thing. Yeah, like music videos like or a whatever. scuffle on the floor, kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly like that. <laughs> oh, Very good, good stuff. Um, there we go. So that is that, Lawrence. It is now time for our segment of the show, which I have just decided to call "Still Got Thoughts." Oh, I
1: like that. I like that quite a lot.
2: Yeah, yeah. I thought you would. Huh. Yeah. So, what is
1: "Still Got Thoughts," Lawrence? Uh, Nathan, this is where people can have their say. Uh, what you do is you tweet out uh, the episode that we're going to be watching uh, on our Twitter, which is at Still Got Legs Pod. Uh, and people can have their say in the comments. They can also email their thoughts on over if they're a bit longer. Uh, they can email them to podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Nathan has vowed to read out every single one of them. So let's hear what the people have to say about today's episode, Journey's End.
2: Yes, and I will say, uh, first of all... Um... You, you you can tweet me anytime you don't have to to wait until I put out the the post or or whatever you can email through anytime you can tweet at us anytime I'll still be able to pick it up uh, but also just because we do sometimes get a few after we've recorded we generally record these episodes Wednesday evenings so the the Wednesday after the episode is posted that's usually when we record it so try and get it through uh before then uh, so it's done in time uh, and also, you don't have to listen to this. This is just like the... Yeah, the, nor- is, the normies yeah. can go away now. We're now yeah. going to be just doing normies some feedback. Normies can go away. This is for the hardcore fucking nerds. <laughs> and speaking of, we have Kendall Roy's sad pointy years. Okay. Uh, burn on them. No, they're fine. Uh, at Tortoise Bill. Uh, do you guys ever think about how Martha has spent the least amount of time with a doctor out of everyone in her family except Leo? Lol, uh, I hadn't until I read this. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, what it, the fuck? And then I found it very amusing because they all spent a year with him on the fucking Valiant. Um, oh, that's so strange. Francine has spent more time with the Doctor than Martha has.
1: So, so we—is this a retcon? Are we saying that Francine is season three's companion now?
2: Well, no, obviously not. No, it I would think be
1: ridiculous. <laughs> that I have never ever once considered that, and I don't Me frankly neither. like it.
2: me neither but it's a fact though it's a fact of the show yeah can't avoid it so there we go thanks you for bringing that to our attention kendall roy and your sad pointy ears uh kai armstrong at kai without a k i'm a bit of a melon and missed the deadline for last week so now you get two weeks worth of tweets Uh, so the title screen is funny to watch especially when you compare it to heaven sent which just has peter capaldi's name on screen for an uncomfortable amount of time (laughs) that's very true (laughs) and as for this week this is quite possibly the saddest companion exit there was donna is just dumped back into normal life with no memory of how brilliant she is though i do like 10 telling sylvia she's not exactly the best moment to stop me so hard on donna uh, yeah, i agree. Very sad. Very sad stuff. It, it broke did. our hearts just talking about it. So.
1: It did. It's one of the sad... Well, Yeah, definitely the, the saddest mm. companion exit up until this
2: point, I think. Um. Uh, Damn the Lamb. Damn <clears> the <throat> Lamb says, Love the realisation for the Doctor that he has created a group of soldiers out of his friends. Gave me all that moral ambiguity. It's great shit. Donna's ending rips my heart out. Absolutely one of the saddest companion exits in all of who... Also, not to be too cynical about later stories, but I think this is the last time the Daleks were truly terrifying as villains. Uh, but maybe I'll reconsider further down the line of this rewatch. Brackets echoing Nathan in the last step. This was a hard week not to cave in and watch early. Mm. You and me both, brother. <laughs> um, but I will say this. I, I, I'll i agree on the Dalek thing up to a point.
3: Okay, because yeah. I, think,
2: I think there's... There's very specifically a point where I remember an episode and I was like, holy shit, the Daleks are terrifying in this episode. Um, Or or should I say the Dalek is terrifying in this episode? And that is to come. Um, Cut it, but but what's what's that for me? No, you'll get her.
1: No, fuck Um, you, tell me! No, you'll get her. I can't believe this. I gave you some sizzle earlier that you're going to cut. Yeah, well. Nah, you're a Judas. I don't like this.
2: You wouldn't even know the episode if I told you that probably wouldn't to be fair yeah so, so there you go uh rach at sighting strange says this is really one for last week that i forgot. everyone's forgetting this is really one for last week that i forgot but it's very funny to me that the doctor discovers the vague concept of the end of the universe is happening and immediately assumes it will be centered around the earth i mean he's right but still it's very funny <laughs> uh and again ties into that oh which planet is it you know that yeah. sort of thing it's always the Earth. <laughs> um As for this episode, it's a good reaction there, Lawrence. Cheers. You gave me a lot to go off. As for this this episode... I'm just I found it funny. I was laughing. (laughs) Yeah, great. You gave me a really lot to go off. Well done. Uh, As for this episode, it's a banger. There's no real reason for all the crossover characters to be in it uh, because they don't actually do much to affect the story at all. But they are, and I love it for that. Also, I think Donna's minor Wipe is a sad scene of Who, that music, uh, crying face emoji. Uh, yeah, everyone basically has the same thoughts on the on the Donna thing. It's it's fucking heartbreaking. It's um, terrible stuff. I
1: I'd never really thought about how like the the children of time as a whole don't really contribute mm. much, but like yeah, yeah, give them all their flowers. It, it this it's the send off, isn't it? It's supposed to be a yeah.
2: goodbye. So of course, of course, <clears throat> uh, magnanimous tenant hoarder. Oh, uh, at Soupy Soup Brain has. Uh, <laughs> this is a fun little tweet. Um, it's accompanied by three different pictures, screenshots from episodes of Doctor Who, uh, and they're captioned as so. David Tennant appears in a burst of regeneration energy, brackets 2005. <laughs> David Tennant appears in a burst of regeneration energy, brackets 2008. <laughs> David Tennant appears in a burst of regeneration energy, brackets 2008. Um, good fun. All his various regenerations. <laughs>
3: um,
2: <laughs> before we even get to his actual one. So, yeah, oh, good God, stuff. Yeah. Uh, but for real, this episode is the ultimate RTD finale. High stakes, high camp, high emotions. It's got everything and more. And Donna's send-off is one for the ages. The upcoming string of episodes until, fin- until Ten's final story mm-hmm. can be hit or miss. You're telling me. Uh, but this is a certified <laughs> gold banger. There we go. Listen, I'm not
1: having any slander for the end of time part two, all right? I just won't have it.
2: We'll see. It's a great <laughs> um, episode. I, I, Lawrence, last week I said I'm not saying anything until we get there. That's true. And I haven't. Okay? Okay. Uh, Charlie Soccer. At Schmitty Soccer says, the performances carried this episode. Donna really put everything into that goodbye scene, and it shows absolutely one of the saddest endings in Doctor Who. One where, just as you think it couldn't get any more tragic, you realise you have to watch the next Doctor after. <laughs> that was
3: very. I, do you know, do you know
1: <coughs> I haven't seen the next Doctor for at least ten years. Oh god! So I'm, I'm like, I'm very. I'll, I'll tell you that
2: here's a little bit of sizzle. All right, the the first time I watched the te- the next Doctor was in when it aired. When I was watching the Christmas Day itself, when I was watching the episode for the first time, I fell asleep during the oh, episode, my. and this was when I was a huge and the height of my no, not I've always been a huge Doctor Who fan, but like I was a big Doctor Who fan. And I fell asleep. And on Christmas that Day too, it should and like and on Christmas oh Day. Oh no, yeah, yeah. But you know, we'll we'll get into that next week. <laughs> um, Alan Penguin at a uh, underscore penguin underscore wave. Donna experienced new capabilities, a different outlook on life, and a fun new lifestyle. This reminded me of something. In Garfield 2, Garfield is mistaken for a royal noble cat. He ends up living an upper-class lifestyle for a short period in a place of the real royal cat. Donna and Garfield are also both Ranger. Both of the characters end up fairly useless afterwards. Um, I think Alan <laughs> likes Garfield. <laughs> so. What are we doing
1: here? I, I have no
2: idea. <laughs> What's this? I have absolutely no idea, but thank you, Alan Penguin. <laughs> thanks Alan. uh p.s Moore at p.s mcmore says song of freedom <coughs> the song that plays when the earth is getting told is murray g's magnum fucking opus that paired with seeing all the characters we've come to love over the last four years smiling together in the tardis it does indeed receive my compliments to the chef it is very good <laughs> it's a I great don't know song. If it's, i don't know if it's a magnum opus I think I would uh save that award for The Shepherd's Boy which is my personal favorite of Murray Gold. Yeah. Um but but it is very good. It is a beautiful piece of music.
1: I I would probably have it as um the the unreleased future kind song that goes um, fuck how does it go? <laughs> Ruin. It's a good bit. No. <laughs> I can't remember. it just went from my mind. <laughs> oh,
2: great. This is a really good bit, Lawrence. Read the
1: next fucking
2: tweet. Okay, well, uh, thank you, Lawrence, for that incredible bit just there. We all had such good fun with that. Fuck's uh sake. This is from Greg Face at G Uh The beach <coughs> roses stranded on at the end of this episode is Dalek Ulstranden in Norway, famously some Norwegians eat dead horses, and in 2013 some of this horse meat made its way into beef lasagna sold in the UK. Yep. Uh, so greg reminded us of the horse meat scandal yeah i remember Uh, it well i I remember it well as well yeah uh he also says during this episode's new life is created out of a hand baseball players often create a new life for themselves using only one hand as that is what you use to throw a baseball
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (coughs) very very
2: good (laughs) <laughs> uh, Robert Vasquez at R.W. Vasquez says, In this episode, there's both a half-time Lord, half-human, and a half-human. A half-time Lord, in a way, they're hybrids. No wonder why the Doctor is so quick to get rid of his counterpart, but that's spoilers for another season. I'm I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down there, Robert. You won't have a clue what that No, meant, I'm Julian. confused at no, the minute, yeah. Don't worry about it. We'll get there. Jared Coastal at Jared Coastal says, all I recall from this episode is an awful companion console scene at the end, where they tow the Earth like the intergalactic AA. Um, it's a beautiful scene, Jared. It, it, it is funny for the way that you see the TARDIS <laughs> fly, and then it kind of pulls on the like you see,
1: you you see where the invisible tether was, and then the yeah. Earth goes. Oh, we're coming along as well. Then I, li- I like it, it. it. It's absolutely absurd, but yeah, it's great.
2: I won't it's beautiful. A, I won't hear a bad word against it. <sighs> Me neither. Uh, now that's all the tweets so we are now on to emails first of all uh, from Sam Nixon Uh, this email is entitled proof (laughs) hello boys as we reach the end of season 4 I have definitive proof on a subject you have both long contested on this pod I'm excited for this Okay. if the Metacrisis Doctor is wearing a blue suit when he departs at the end of Journey's End with Rose yet Ten still has a blue suit to wear in the waters of Mars. Bracket spoilers. This is surely evidence that he too prefers the blue suit so much that he has two of them. Can't deny that. Sorry, Lawrence, but also, Nathan, your opinions on the 910 TARDIS interior is also whack, so I guess it's one all. <laughs> Great. No,
1: right, you, um, yeah, but there was you, you came with proof for Nathan's thing. My thing, yes. Look, you know, the the Tardis set. Nathan is absolutely wrong on the Tardis set. It's an incredible not Tardis. Not true. It's it, awful. And it looks. Look great. forward to the <laughs> specials and onwards. Many thanks, Sam. I don't know what to say, Sam, because I don't know if we're I don't know if we're boys or not. Right, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know.
2: Sam. If... Sam has given us definitive proof uh, that he prefers the blue suit. So much so that he missed that blue suit. And he went out. and He haven't got another, or he already had one because he loves it so much. So, I, I got nothing. It's a, it's a I go. can't argue with
1: proof. There you go. But there I'm, you not, go. I don't know. If, all right. But it's not that he prefers it. The argument is that
2: he looks better in it than in the brown suit. And he does. And he prefers it because he looks better in it. Uh, Samuel Webb, this email is entitled Dockey Who." Howdy. Jenny's End is an absolute banger and all my homies know that it does what endgame never could, i.e., actually be good on a rewatch burn. Oh, burn I on like endgame. endgame. I know. I don't mind having a rewatch of endgame. Yeah. It's pretty long though. It's, it's long not one I'm just flicking on, but if I'm no. if I'm in the mood for it, then yeah, I enjoy yeah. the movie. Uh, In last week's pod, you said about moving the Earth and how the TARDIS should have gone with it. Something you didn't mention, in brackets, I don't think, was about how Earth's atmosphere should have gone kaput and everyone just suffocate to death. In the book, Ten Days of Christmas, which came out last year, uh, one of the short stories featuring Jackson Lake in the Nod cameo, uh, that's I'm pretty sure that's uh, David Morrissey's character from next week, yeah. is about how the <clears throat> Daleks travelled back in time to 1903 to seed the Earth's atmosphere to ensure that humans could survive the trip. I think it's cool that Doctor Who Media still tries to reference and fix tiny little mistakes that were made over a decade ago. <laughs> Hope this email isn't too long. Thank you both for creating an amazing pod, and I can't wait to hear your thoughts on Waters of Mars because it's another certified banger. I-M-O. P.S. Nathan, it should be your pod. You have nothing but W takes. <laughs> Whatever, man.
3: Right.
2: W takes. I believe that's what the kids call a win. <laughs> a dub. A W. Look,
1: I have good takes. I've got good takes as well.
2: You have awful takes. I Remember do. that one about the fucking... The UED transformation. Oh you'll
1: love this oud thing. Like, because it it's batshit insane, it's man. So it's so fine. It's just f- so fine, isn't it? That's you said
2: it, it looked awful.
1: It's it does its job, but it does its job in a lesser, uh, more uninteresting
2: way than it could have done. You're uninteresting, and you have horrible takes. <laughs> Billy, who? Uh, for, uh, yeah, for, sorry. Uh, going back to uh, Samuel Webb. <laughs> uh, I agree. I always think it's fun when they go. Oh, let's fix this thing from years ago in a in a little retcon and stuff because like that's like what Star Wars mostly does with everything. Yeah, really. I
1: mean it's, it's the plot of Rogue One, isn't it? Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fun. Uh Billy Who, Journey's End. Hello Nathan and Lawrence, I'm writing this immediately following listening to your last episode, uh, in brackets a banger, even if you don't like the Doctor Who episode as much as yourselves, and I just have to say that I am certainly not a challenger to the official scientist of the pod, Catherine. Science is a unifying and collaborative effort, and I'm sure Catherine would agree that there's no need to compete, at least as long as there is no money at stake, in brackets that's where science is. Actually, fight. I actually spoke to Catherine this week. Mm. Uh, she sent me a message, and she she found it very funny that she listened. To, she obviously listened to the pod, and she found it very funny uh, that Billy was sending these uh, very long messages. Uh, and she she basically called him out and said he's saying absolutely nothing scientific, but just using a lot of big science sounding words just to make it seem very like uh, scientific. No. So, Yeah, yeah, actually, that might be incorrect. Let me say what she actually says, so I can quote her. Are we starting a beef? No, 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 there's no beef. There's no beef. Okay. (laughs) Um, What did she say? Uh, Just listen to today's episode of SGL. I'm obsessed with how much uh, people are fucking with you, making you read out largely superfluous scientific terms and numbers just to make their point. So so there you go. It's all... So we're being pranked. We're not being pranked because she does go on to say that the science is correct. Like they're they're saying true facts, but just in a way to that that makes it sound like more complicated than it is. Oh, I just see. To, okay, just to mess with us. So we we are being punked a little bit.
1: So it's like it's like if it's like someone saying sodium chloride instead of salt
2: when you could easily yes, just say basically. salt. Yes, basically. Yes, I see. Yes, yeah. Um. So Billy wear onto you yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lawrence what do you think of the reality bomb surprisingly Russell actually does a really good job at explaining the science behind this one at least for the most part why well, just me I don't know <laughs> just, I, I, don't, I don't like that that feels like <laughs> yeah. a test what do you think of the reality bomb Lawrence I think it's bad and no one should make one <laughs> I don't know
1: I like the okay. concept of it I think the concept is is cool and exactly what a Dalek would want to do in that you know it just eviscerate any other species from the galaxy other than them um but i I don't know if I'm being tested or not
2: all right well, there we are first of all, there is no such thing as a zig neutrino unless davros knows more particle physics than we do on earth, which is possible uh I would say uh, highly obviously. likely i i i just, When I said which is possible, that was me saying that, but then they actually wrote there, which is of course possible, Ah. um, as the standard model of particle physics is nowhere near complete, and there are bound to be many particles left to discover. There is, however, a Z-boson, which acts as a mediator between neutrinos and electrons, transferring momentum from one to the other. The Z-boson is also one of the particles that governs the weak nuclear force, which, among other things, is responsible for the decay of atoms through electron ejection. <sighs> This is more or less exactly what Daphros is describing in the episode 2. By shooting a ray of concentrated Z bosons at a material, you could, in theory, force all the electrons in such an excited state that they leave the shells of their atoms and render the material into a type of plasma, a soup of particles that was once made out of whatever material you shot the beam at. You honestly might not even feel it with how quick the reaction would take place and how much energy transfer would be required for the effect. Just like the people uh, in the test chamber seem to have no reaction to their devastating deaths. I said that. Mm-hmm. I said that. Yeah. Uh, good job, Russell. You did it. Your magnum opus. You've got the science almost completely plausible. As always, take what I'm saying with a grain of salt as I, after, as I am, after all, just some idiot. Keep up the great work. Love the pod. Thank you, Billy. We're on to you, though. Yeah. We're on to you. I,
1: I, And this is not meant to
2: sound <laughs> rude,
1: right? But Dior, like, this this is like school. Like, like <laughs> when Nathan starts to read that, right? Nathan has the job of reading it out, so he has to stay engaged. Mm. And I'm there, go, the second, uh, the three sentences into that, I'm like, what's going on in my... Google Doc. Anything. Well, well, <laughs> anything you should have said that
2: because now I'm going to start quizzing you on these. I don't
1: want to be quizzed.
2: So, no, well, you got to pay attention. That's even now. more like school. I'm going to make sure. Yeah, well, I'm going to make sure you're paying attention.
1: All right, okay? I'm, I'll do the exact same as school. I'll be quizzed, and I'll have to just not know the answer
2: when I'm quizzed. I'll take that well, three seconds well, of then embarrassment. That, that'll be reflected in your grade. Okay. <laughs> no, that'll be reflected in your mark. Okay. <laughs>
1: If I don't, what, if oh, I don't pass, you hold me back a podcast year and someone else yeah. just comes
2: on host Exactly. You're replaced. Yeah. <laughs> fuck's sake. All right, fine. Uh, Tom Monty. This email is entitled Still Got <coughs> Cheeks. Uh, Dear Nathan and Lawrence, in your turn left episode, you were questioning why Rose Tyler had a lisp all of a sudden. I think the answer might be because Billy Piper got dental surgery or veneers or something around the time of filming Series 4. I always thought that her mouth slash face shape looks quite different to how it was in Series 2, and I remember being quite confused when I was 8 years old. I thought it might even be a different actress. Lol. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that, that would explain it if she did have, like, veneers or something, but... Veneers always yeah. look so strange. I mean, if she got yeah. Veneers, they're good Veneers. Mm, yeah, she's got a beautiful smile. Mm. Uh, in your The Stellar nerve episode, you were both debating whether a shock regeneration could be a good thing. I'm going to have to agree with Lawrence on this one. Uh, the thought of going into a regeneration without knowing who the next Doctor is until they pop up for the first time brings me great excitement, but also sadness when I remember it will probably never happen. But who knows? With RTD back in the reins, he's done it before. Maybe he'll actually follow through with the idea this time. In brackets, to Nathan's dismay, very much so. Yes, I, I wouldn't want that. One. I like. Don't get me wrong. I like the current format. I
1: like getting used to a doctor. I like. I like that they normally have their big announcement and there's normally a big celebration uh, about it all. Peter Capaldi got, I think, famously the best announcement of them all. Um, yes, that being a big old, like fucking panel show um, where Zoe Ball introduced him and he came out to the Doctor Who theme song and it was that we all remember
2: Lawrence we was all there no but I'm saying it was great
1: right fuck you I don't say anything and you're like oh good reaction Lawrence and then I say things and you're like oh yawn snore we'll say something exciting I'll say shut up Um, but
2: yeah good one do you know what move on fine well, that, that was a worthwhile input from you, then. It would have been if you'd shut the fuck up. Well, finish your point then. No, it's done now. You don't get it. All right, fine. In my last email, I mentioned that I think The Stolen Earth was the better episode of this two part finale, which you both seemed a bit baffled by. I wasn't saying I necessarily prefer it. I love both episodes dearly. But I think as an act one, it functions perfectly. Probably my favourite <clears throat> setup episode ever. And I feel like Journey's End has a bit too much going on and it feels a bit like Act 2 and Act 3 crammed into one episode, i.e. all the Daleks being destroyed by Donna pressing a couple of buttons. But again, that's not to say I don't enjoy it. The tragic ending always hits hard and Murray Gold is on top form. Also, I love the bit where Davros laughs hysterically, possibly my favourite laugh to any bit of media ever. Love from Tom Monty. P.S. P.S. Last week he got an email from James that really resonated with me. I believe he said he would kill himself if you ever made an episode of Still Got Legs that was less than two hours. I agree with this and will do the same if that day ever comes. I will also extend this to the tragic possibility of your Waters of Mars episode being less than six hours, which you promised me you will fulfill all the best. Oh, we might have fucked up with our water fasting. <laughs> <post. laughs> Fuck! All right, can everyone stop threatening to kill themselves? We don't. <laughs> we really don't need to hear that. <laughs> if we make an episode, look. It, luckily, this one's at two thirty eight currently, so we're good. <laughs> but like, you know, we might be busy. We might have to rush off. Okay. Also, <laughs> I don't know if I can fill six hours of fucking Doctor Who chat. I feel like I may have made a mistake when I promised a six hour episode of Wars of Mars. I don't know. Look, we'll, we'll go for as long as we can, but I don't know if we can do six hours. I think everyone needs to prepare for that fact, okay? Yeah. Please, no one kill yourselves if it's less than six <laughs> hours, okay? Uh, thank, you. thank you very much, Tom. Uh, this is from David with the Talking Pictures podcast. Hi guys! Uh, filled my hearts with joy to hear that you would listen to the podcast, Nathan. I'm sure Lawrence has listened since to make up for how bad you made him look. Well, let's check in, shall we, David? <laughs> Lawrence! <laughs> have you listened to the Talking Pitchers podcast? <laughs> Go on, don't be shy. As you
1: can see... It is on my library. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's
2: there. Right. <laughs>
1: However,
3: okay. <laughs> um,
1: no, well. and, and no, and and th- this is the God's honest truth, right?
2: Okay. I like here we to. Go.
1: No, no, no. Genuinely, please. Excuse city. No,
2: here it no. Comes. Right.
1: I have limited time in the day. Everyone that listens to this probably knows because we have mentioned it a few times that I edit. Right. That's my job. So I find it hard to listen to podcasts in the day. And then, often when my wife is home of an evening, we don't then go on other medias and stuff. So, basically, I like to edit, I like to listen to podcasts during my lunch break. Now, this one time, (laughs) I went to do the washing up. I actually clicked and must have got through, I don't know, 30 seconds of an episode, right? (laughs) But then I was called by my wife and I had a lot of stuff I needed to suddenly get done so I with all the good grace in the world I went to but I was interrupted and then for the rest of the week I was busy and
2: it also slipped my mind well you did make a big show Lawrence uh, last week of how you know how bad I made you look because you hadn't listened to it and you've had a whole week since then to well you know me to... things take me longer to get to than a week uh, david I wouldn't hold your breath if I was you. (laughs) If I know Lawrence, and I do, this will be one of those things where he'll be like, "Yeah, I'll get to it," and he never will. Okay, (laughs) trust me. I've known this man a long time. I wouldn't hold your breath. (laughs) I I hate it. He's always he's always making empty promises. I hate it when you. (laughs) you Because it's true. What, What. I reveal your true nature. <laughs> I have shown you yourself and this is my <laughs> final victory, Lawrence. I'm I'm a I'm I'm very bad at keeping up ends of bargains. I am. It's very bad at everything. Oh, okay? come on now. Um I'm happy to take on the role of your weekly Irish correspondent if you'll have me. I would love nothing more than that, David. Agreed. Uh, on this episode <coughs> as a whole, it feels like a great hurrah for the for Russell and David era, having all the companions back and everyone getting their own moment to shine. Uh, From companions interacting like Sarah Jane and Rose, Jack being killed by Davros with Rose not realising she'd given him eternal life, Uh, the way Metacrisis 10 shouts Mickey as they escape to the TARDIS, and even Jackie being told not to touch anything, feels like everyone's appearance was justified, rather than just having a smattering of who can we get back for this episode for no real reason. Uh, While I do agree with you, Nathan, on giving Doctors a chance to say goodbye before Regeneration, I disagree with you in regards to us as an audience, knowing that the Regeneration beforehand. Uh, Just like the Doctor, a Regeneration should be unexpected and a surprise for us as an audience. I do like to imagine how Matt Smith would have done uh, had this been his first episode, and how differently it would have played out. I would actually love to see a regeneration story written as a two-parter uh, with the incoming doctor resolving the adventure. Uh, I disagree, but that's fine. We, we can have <clears throat> I mean, not opinions. saying when or what, but that's... In
1: terms of a doctor dealing with another doctor's problem's resolution, that somewhat has
2: happened. <sighs> kind of, but not really.
1: Uh, yeah, I know but like the idea has been explored
2: a teensy bit yeah but not really uh anyway my question to you both this week is do you like the metacrisis doctor and the ability to give rose a happy ending or should the doctor have just regenerated here or or even not at all especially seeing as we're nearing the end of ten's run anyway um what do you I I don't think it should have regenerated. There's a I fan, I'm... there's a few questions in there. <laughs> All right, my question to you both this week is: Do you like the Metacrisis Doctor and the ability to give Rose a happy ending, or should the Doctor have just regenerated here?
1: They're two different things, though, aren't they? Two like why? The...
2: Well, no, because if if the if the Doctor had regenerated here, there wouldn't be a Metacrisis Doctor. Uh, oh, Do you okay. like the Metacrisis Doctor and the ability to give Rose a happy ending, or should the Doctor have just regenerated here? So I was picturing
1: Rose's happy ending being the going off with 10 and that thing.
2: But yeah, which wouldn't have happened if the Doctor had just regenerated. Oh! Because there wouldn't be a Metacrisis oh, Doctor for her to go off No, with. I'm with you now. Sorry, I'm being stupid. Um, you fucking idiot. No, the
1: do- the Doctor shouldn't have regenerated here. It was... No. I, I, I'm always going to be informed by how... Like, the level of nostalgia I have for this week uh, of waiting and how cool I think a regeneration is um, and how much it caught me off guard. Um, But no, I don't think the Doctor... I don't think the Doctor should have regenerated here um, because there's still so much that needed to be resolved. I don't really want to see what a new Doctor's opinion... um, I don't want to I don't really want to see how a new doctor would have handled the swan song of the era of of the Russell era. Like, because it that doctor would have no connection to uh, Donna or to Jackie or to Mickey or to Sarah Jane? Um, and that has been done before. There's been doctors with no connection to other companions that have arrived and. That's a battle that most new doctors have, if especially if a companion carries over. But this is such a swan song of the era that it would have felt strange. I think.
2: Yeah, I think so too. I think, like like people say, like they would have liked to have seen how Matt Smith would have handled this, but it wouldn't have felt right mm. because, like you you know, like Matt Smith having like a goodbye with Rose and stuff. It's like,
1: it's, Where, sorry, you don't know her. Where have you gone?
2: I'm still here, I just turned off my video. Why? I don't know, if I felt like it.
1: Why? It's so weird, I can't tell, like, I didn't even know if you were there, I was like, should I keep talking or not, as you needed to step out?
2: No, I'm still here.
1: I'm so, why Why have you did, why? Don't worry about it, it's not important. It's so strange, if I'd have done this, you would have demanded an answer.
2: Don't worry about it. What the fuck is going on? Don't worry about it! we 're not talking about that we 're talking about uh but yeah i i don 't think the Doctor should have regenerated here, I think it 's fine the way it is
1: yeah really. yeah it 's a bit of a yeah. fake out it 's a bit of a cop out
2: yeah um
1: but it's it's it 's done purely to get some kids excited, and it did exactly that
2: so. Uh, P.S. I didn't mention it because I think it goes without saying uh, the end of Donna's run here is one of television's saddest departures. And until recently, I did not think I would ever fully recover from it. Uh, It's generally affected me from when I first experienced it. Best, David, Talking Pictures podcast, hashtag justice for Martha. Hard agree, as always. I think
1: Rose and Donna are probably the first two instances where as a child I like came to terms with loss in media, like in like the nature of a character leaving and it being a sad thing. Um, probably quite formative... TV watching experiences for me back in the day.
2: uh Right, that's it, Lawrence. That's it. That is Still Got Thoughts. Everyone has had their say. Again, if you want to let us know your thoughts on the next episode, which is, of course, the highly regarded <laughs> The Next Doctor, uh, then you can, of course, do that uh, on Twitter at Still Got Legs Pod, or you can email us at Still Got Legs Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, let us know your thoughts again. Try getting them in before Wednesday of this week if you listen to it when it comes out um so well so we can have them before we record uh, we would very much appreciate that and we always love hearing from you so thank you
1: we do and speaking of hearing from people uh if you've enjoyed the show you can give us a little review uh give us a little five-star review on your podcast platform of choice it's always helpful if it's apple because you can leave a little comment Uh, Let us know what you think about the show. We we probably have a few reviews to read out, Nathan,
2: more than likely. We absolutely do. This one is from The Dark Hippie. It's five stars, and it says, How many apes does it take to plumb a boiler? (laughs) I don't know. I'm not an amateur ape sleuth, but these guys are. The podcast equivalent of a warm bath on a cold winter day, but there's an ape in the bath too. Sexy. The joke there is that this was a review from the Primates podcast. Okay, right, yeah. Yeah. Very, very funny. (laughs) You're welcome.
1: <laughs> I like to try and guess now. I like to try and in my head be like, right. I uh, All the plumbing references, I thought it might have been plumbing the Death Star, but I was obviously very wrong. The ape stuff all confused me. Um, mm. So, yeah, I couldn't quite get it that week. I apologise. Uh, we we not got any other reviews to read out?
2: We actually do have another review. I'm actually just going to read the latest review. Oh, please. On our podcast. Uh, this is called... Uh, this is from... JWJJ2806 and it says the Superior Suit Podcast five stars I finally found the Doctor Who podcast I've been looking for deep dives into every single episode and not just the important ones two lads having a laugh and don't make it feel too professional and that is a massive compliment <laughs> I love it and if you love a fun <clears> chat <throat> about a fun show you'll love it too keep up the good words keep up the good work lads and easy five stars, and easy five stars from me Joshua. Oh, that was very sweet. Thank you very much, Joshua. Indeed. And I'm pretty
1: sure we've got another review to read out as well.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, I just read the next review. <laughs> we got a few, I haven't read these in a while. we got a few more. <laughs> really?
3: <laughs>
2: oh, my God. Oh, no.
3: Can yeah, can you see it? <laughs> Oh
2: my god! Uh, I think I have to read it out now. Uh, I'm not going to say who it's from, uh, but I have said their name in I think the tweet section. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) what a pod five stars! (laughs) My god, that that call me completely off guard. I often tug it to Nathan's (laughs) velvety tones. Lawrence, not so much, but still good. So how does that work?
1: Is it like an on and off again tug situation when one of us stops speaking?
2: Uh, Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Wow. Well, thank you very much for the five stars. Um, I'll just read another one at random here. This is from Jeff Lemon. Yeah. He says, Still got it. A wonderful podcast about a 60 year old show that goes off on, biz- on various bizarre tangents at the drop of affairs. A must listen for me every week, especially as this review is read out every week. Never stop. <laughs> we never will. Uh, thank you for the new reviews. We really appreciate that. Well, I don't know about, if don't know about le- that. <laughs> if you want to let us know, you know, if you also tug it to. Uh, <laughs> to our velvety tones, then get in touch, and I guess we'll read it out. <laughs> what have we... <laughs> oh, that really caught me off guard. That is horrible, horrible stuff. This is a family show. How dare you. Oh, God. This is not a family show. No. I think we're long past that point. We're long uh, but past But here that. we are, two hours, 52 minutes. I think that'll just about do it thank you very much for joining us on today's episode of still got legs guys we will of course be back to celebrate christmas next week with the next doctor i know everyone has been waiting since we started started this podcast to uh <laughs> counting down the days to a uh, next doctor yeah to discuss this this magnum opus of uh of Doki who was a whole so mm. so rest assured we'll fully be prepared and i guess we have a six hour episode of uh, <laughs> on waters and mars to come so yeah we'll see We'll, well, we'll see how we do. We certainly well, will. Uh, oh, on the other podcast, by the way, we're doing Star Wars, the original trilogy. Original uh, trilogy, another happy pod. It's our pop culture podcast where every week we talk about pop culture, whether that be glee or glee. So check it out <laughs> and we will talk about glee. No, um, we're not doing uh, glee. <laughs> I keep trying to get Lawrence to start a glee rewatch podcast. <laughs> it will never but. happen i really want to do it. i think it'll be good fun let us know um, but but hey uh, that that's it for this week i'll do it check out another happy pod leave a review if you are so inclined
0: and 365 day returns.
2: Give us a tweet, give us an email, say goodbye to your mum for me, and I hope you all have a wonderful week. We'll see you very soon. But Don is still in there.